talk is money, honey. All we talk is money. All we talk is money. It's like bees to the honey. The sauce cast, baby. Oh, wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in internet land. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the sauce cast, the sexiest financial show in the world. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Sauzik. You can, you can count on that. All right, yeah. all right. <laughs> um, welcome to the sauce cast. This is where finance meets romance. But today's something different. Mm. There's a lot going on in the world, and I want to understand what's going on here in America. So today, the theme is American culture. And I brought some ladies with me. I'm a little uh, outmanned, outnumbered, outgunned over here. Mm. But that's why I got Malik in the house over there. Malik's going to be helping me out over here. But you know what I say all the time is, um, here on the Southcast, I have one goal, I have one mission, I have one purpose. That is to help you guys out there get paid, laid, and do it your way. But that's not the only thing on the agenda today. Yes. Okay? We want to understand what's going on in the world. We want to understand what's going on in America. So I brought on these lovely ladies to help make some sense of what's going on in the world. All these ladies here are very accomplished, smart, classy individuals. So they're going to be helping me out today with, uh, with the exception of not only Natalia Del Valle. Exception? I said the exceptional. Oh, exceptional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said with the exception. Yeah, yeah, Now you look great today. Thank, thank you for you. being here. You thank look pretty you. in pink. What's going on? Thank you, thank you. Well, happy SauceCast Day. I think today is going to be a phenomenal episode. I think we're covering topics that really... Um, are things that need to be talked about today. You have some uh, great panel lined up. We've got the Sauce Man, who's actually been doing phenomenal with PBD Podcast and all the things that you've been doing, so shout out to you for that. Mm -hmm. um, but before we jump into it, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, do all that fun stuff, share, because uh, today's going to be a very spicy, interesting, and uh, topics that I'm really excited to dig well, into. Well, thank you, Natalia. Speaking of spicy, Laura Pradrino is in the house. Woo! Best Cuban food in all of Miami and South Florida. We know this. We love this. They got the platanos. They got the arropa con viejo. They got it all. Did I say that right? No. Anyway, she's an entrepreneur. She's a mother. She's a wife. And she got the good food, la comida. Para como se dice, how do you say stomach? Barrio, para comer. Para comer. We all know it. We all know it. We all love it. Laura Petrino's in the house. Welcome back, as always. Thanks for having me. Janelle's back. Janelle Baez, TV host. Yep. Journalist, <laughs> applause getter. We all know what's going on here. She's gonna get a rock on her finger one of these days soon. We know it's happening. Yes. Let them all know. Yes. It's happening soon, ladies and gentlemen. Last but not least, on the left side of me, Astrid is in the house. Astrid Gare. She got the ring. She's the fintech Latina. She's in fintech. She's in personal finance. She's got a ring. She's wearing some dope kicks. She's doing her Thank thing. Right, and then to round out the list, Amy Dangerfield is in the house. Circuit Australian. She's speaking half Australian. Sometimes the accent comes in. Sometimes the accent <laughs> comes out. Yeah. All right, the applause guy's getting a little antsy out there. <laughs> we love him, though. So Amy's here. By the way, Amy is working now full-time at Valuetainment. She's a content creator. She's done um, high-ticket sales. Now she's helping distribution. Mm -hmm. And um, she's feeling her best self, isn't she not? Absolutely. Very happy to be here. I think it's a little ironic that there's an Australian on the panel to talk about the issues going on in America. But being here the last six years, I've learned a lot, especially from valuetainment as well. So I'm happy to be here sharing a perspective. Well, thank you. So mm -hmm. perfect segue. Thank you for that, Amy. There's a lot going on in the world. There's a lot going on in America. Not sure if you guys heard. It's 2024 now and there's an election this year. Oh, mm -hmm. 
Did you guys know that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Just making sure. By the way, do you know what percentage of the world is also holding elections this year? Let me say that again. In America, we're having an election. Mm -hmm. There's about how many countries in the world? Almost 200 countries. Mm -hmm. What percentage of these 200 countries? Fact check how many countries there are, Malik. Uh, <laughs> What percentage of the world's countries are holding elections in 2024? Should we guess? Take a guess. I don't know uh, percentage, but I know it's the majority. I would say around 60 something. Countries. That's a lot. Yeah, 60 okay. to 70. Okay, I just that's a lot. Every that's two hot. years, every four two years. What do you guys got? I'm going to guess on the lower end, about 40. Okay. I was going to say 30. Ding, 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 ding. Amy Dangerfield just won the game. 40% of the world is having elections this year, meaning this is the year of chaos not only in america but around the world taiwan just had an election mm. um now if you're like i don't really even know what the hell taiwan is that's fine but just know that it's right near china and china is our biggest competitor i almost said enemy but she <laughs> we don't need no problems i just got taken off tiktok uh so maybe i don't care oh, about the problems are but taiwan just elected the first uh not the first the probably the most anti-china prime minister in their history so there's a lot going on in the world but here's the topics that affect you my fellow americans as vinnie says vinnie americans i love, I love when he does whatever this whole thing is it's so what funny. is this americans it's so funny anyway here's what's going on in, in, in america today number one does the american dream still exist what's going on in america has it changed is it still the same um you're cuban 100 percent cuban your family's from cuba where's your family from cuban lebanese Cuban Lebanese. Where's your family from? Mexico. Mexican, Australian. I'm actually 50% Hungarian there, so that's where my mercy. My oh, that's why you're confused. I got you. <laughs> you're Guyanese. Yeah. You're Spanish. You're Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, but she speaks no Spanish. No Spanish. <laughs> so the point is that I'm saying to all you lovely ladies, Malik, where's your family from? Ohio. Ohio, Ohio. that's America we're out there boy yeah. so, Malik you're the most American here respect to you my family is, is from Detroit oh. but via Russia you know they escaped the Bolshevik, Bolshevik revolution in the uh, turn of the century in the late uh, 1800s early 1900s then they said you know what let's get out of Russia let's go to someplace safe ah uh, that place Germany and Poland sounds pretty uh pretty good oh no. let's get the fuck out of here boom we came to America that was in the 30s, so shout out to my great-great-grandparents for getting out of there. Uh, the American Dream today, we're going to be discussing that. The good, the bad, the ugly, how much has changed, and why Americans are losing national identity. We're also going to be talking about religion. You know, they say that some things that you shouldn't be talking about, mm -hmm. especially at dinner tables or especially even on TV, politics, religion, religion, religion. and sex. We'll get used to it all, guys, because we're talking about all three of those and then some today. Yes. Because this is what we do here on Valuetainment on the Sazcat. So we'll talk a little about religion. We'll talk about having kids. Raise your hand if you got kids out there. Just Laura. I'm trying to get some girls pregnant. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Straight up. Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about feminism. Amy's favorite thing to talk about, modern-day feminism. We'll also talk about what's going on with the young men and the young women in high school these days. Mm. Young men are trending more conservative. Young women are trending more liberal. Yes. What kind of gap is there going to be when these guys grow up? The guys are like, Maggle, what's up? They're like, not on my watch, not on my pussy. You're like, there's a lot going to be happening right there. So we'll talk about that. Um, and you guys ever take a D.A.R.E. campaign? What's going on? You know, D.A.R.E. to keep kids off drugs? Mm, no, yeah. I think they stopped well, right before. You I never took it. that? I did. You did? Okay. Like How'd that work school. out for you? 
Great. Yeah, it worked out horribly for me and Elon <laughs> Musk because he, apparently he's using drugs left to right. We'll talk about mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. And does anybody know what's going on in Davos, Switzerland this week? What? The World what? Economic Forum. The World Forum. Economic Forum. Nat, I gave you the list. <laughs> I know. I'm just interacting oh, with that's you. I'm my giving girl. you that's some my girl. like, oh, we'll let me We'll talk about you. what's Tell going me. on there. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to start the show. Thank you guys for being uh, here with us on the Salescast on Valuetainment. This is your first time being here. Thanks for watching. Subscribe to the channel. And if you're a longtime listener, you, my friend, you know who I'm talking about because we talked right before the show. Thank you for watching. Thank you guys for being here. Now let's get into the show. Is that cool? Yes. All right. America, let's, guys, before America. we do this, let's say the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge, Pledge of Allegiance. Allegiance. No, 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 don't say, it. don't say it standing down. Like we, we, have to, it? we have okay. to stand up. We have but to stand up. We got to have a flag. Why don't, you lead the, why don't you lead it? Who wants to sing? Well, do we have a Outside of his laptop, do you have a flag in here to pledge? Yes, to? right there. It's right behind you, Lauren. Guys, I'm sorry, Fresh. I'm not looking that way. Do you want to turn around and do the pledge? No, no. but I just want to put us, let's everyone just put our hand on our hearts and just okay. say, God bless America. God bless America. I'll say God that. Bless Go ahead. God bless, God bless, God bless America. 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 That's the thing. America. America. That's right. Yeah, we did a cross. Do all that stuff. So, the American yes. dream. Everyone's so confused these days about what's going on in America, but there's something that's been everlasting for decades and decades and decades for over a century now, and that is the American dream. Now, here's how one historian defines the American dream. His name was James Truslow Adams, distant relative of the, you know, the Adams family, not, mm. not the ghouls and goblins. I'm talking <laughs> um. about John Adams, Samuel Adams, uh. these kind of guys. They were presidents at one point. But he defined the American dream as a land in which we should be better richer and fuller for everyone with opportunity according to one's ability and achievement. That to mm -hmm. me sounds like a meritocracy, if I've ever heard of one. Mm -hmm. In other words, moving up socioeconomically from where your parents were at. So doing better than your parents and mm -hmm. then your kids do better than their parents. Mm -hmm. So every generation does better than their parents, moving up the socioeconomic ladder. Mm -hmm. uh, but nowadays, things have changed. Things have changed here in America. So here's some of the stats. Stats show that millennials and Gen Z, so our age and younger, right? So I consider myself the oldest uh, millennial out there, early 1980s. Um, stats show that millennials and Gen Z have a 50% chance of making more than their parents, so only half. Now, if you compare that to 1940, turn of this, uh, World War II, 92% chance wow. of what you were doing. So now it's a 50-50 chance to do better than your parents. Um, versus when our parents were all born, or at least in that baby boomer age range, uh, there was a 92% chance they would do better than their parents. So something's going on here in America today. But ladies, I need your help. Yeah. I want to understand what the American dream, what does it mean to you? How would you define it? And where do we see ourselves going as a country today? Laura, we just did the Pledge of Allegiance. We just we said, tried. God bless America. Mm -hmm. you, you, you fact-checked us and said we can't do it without the flag. There is the flag in the corner. Yeah. So your family fled Cuba in what year? They came in the 60s. They came, they came in the 60s. The, the Fidel revolution. showed up. Fidel showed up. So what's the Cuban dream? The, well, no. The Cuban dream, what it was and what it is. So they came over here for the American dream. Yeah, so but that is there a changed. Cuban dream? To, well, to get out of there. Okay. But, the thing is, <laughs> no, but here's the thing. No, yes. real talk right now, that's what it was for them back in the day. Now... They're so brainwashed, who knows what they want. But they, they don't in have Cuba. anything. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to get back to this. What's yeah. the Lebanese dream? Get out of there. I have no idea. Exactly. What's the Mexican yeah. dream? For my family, get an education, you know, have a good life, like good job, 
a family, okay. you know, your white picket fence home. Gotcha. So basically a knockoff version of the American dream. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. get it. out and come to America. Amy, is there an Australian dream? Uh, I'd say Australia just has a very laid-back culture and lifestyle. So similar to America, minus all the achievements. I feel like it's like drinking Foster's beer, having yeah, a steak exactly. from down That's under, and fist-fighting some kangaroos. Stereotypical version Australia. of the Australian yeah, dream, I get it. probably. Nat, yes. in the beautiful mutt that you are, from the Guyanese, Puerto Rican, black, yellow, right, Puerto Rican, and Haitian, do you know uh, <laughs> what the Guyanese dream is? Go to school, be smart, and uh, make good decisions. I can see your mind. You go to school, girl. Yes. <laughs> Here's the point. Yes. The reason I said I'm gonna come back to you, Laura. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a Pakistani dream. I don't know if there's an Irish dream. I don't know if there's a Lebanese dream. I don't even know if there's a Canadian dream. There's certainly some weird uh, Australian dream going on. There's only the American dream. Mm -hmm. Yes. The American dream, the land of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This is the ideology that this beautiful country was founded on, mm -hmm. and this dream seems to be moving now i don't think it's dead it just seems to be moving so i'm going to come back to you laura and ask the ladies what is your definition of the american dream so i don't think it's changed it's the land of opportunity so the idea is that you come over here from somewhere else so this is american dream as i see it is uh, from an immigrant standpoint right so you come you come typically with nothing and then you work really hard on your own not taking anything from the government and you work and you work your way up again independently um, to make it here. In, uh, the American dream before was really to like own a home and these kind of things. Maybe that part's been dissolved mm -hmm. a little bit, but the idea is to have the opportunity because there are so many opportunities here that you don't have that capitalism provides to you here that, that it wouldn't otherwise. Um, my parents, well, my grandparents 100% realized that here as did my grandparents, or as did my parents, and that, like obviously we're the beneficiaries of that. But as for what it is today, I don't think it's dissolved, it's just so different, but that's just because, and we'll obviously get into this later, but just culturally we're nowhere where we were a couple of generations ago, because a couple of generations ago we knew, um, you know, what men and women were and what like <laughs> normal things were. So since we're not there, of course, everything around that is gonna t deteriorate. But um, well said. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think you did great. Janelle, what would you say your definition of the American dream is? I think it's financial freedom um, and that capitalism gives you that opportunity to be able to create your own um, company or organization and then lead others into creating that type of lifestyle as well. Um, and I think that the, the division is in that, that there's so much perplexion because um, men are becoming a little bit more like women so we're losing a lot of great leaders. You were losing a lot of um, examples, men that lead by examples, to be able to create that vision for others as well. But the American dream ultimately, for my family at least, and I know for a lot of people in Cuba, is to be able to come to this country and create that financial freedom and uh, be dependent from the government, you know, not have that, that socialism aspect to it. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, well said. How about you? My turn? Okay. So for me, I would say the American dream is, as you said, having more financial freedom, being able to make decisions with my money and have the choice for upward mobility, as you mentioned. Um, I know when my parents, um, when they were younger, so I'm 26, my parents already had three kids by the time they were my age, mm -hmm. and we were very low income, and so for them, it was like, okay, let's pour into our children, give them the best opportunities, and that was through education. So I've done it all. I've been to the best schools. I went to an Ivy League school, got an engineering degree, you know, have a good job, but for me, like my ultimate goal is again to be able to provide for my future family because um, I've always wanted to be a mother. Um, and it just feels though now with inflation, the cost of living and everything, 
the goalpost just keep, seems to be moving. And that's what's kind of frustrating because I'm well off in my life right now. But again, what I want in terms of uh, just again, when I establish a family, it seems I'm not able to afford it as easily as maybe, you know, my grandparents or people in the past because of just all these socioeconomic factors. So mm -hmm. Got it. well said. How about you, Amy? By the way, how long have you been here from Australia now? Six. I moved in October of 2017, so it's been a little over six years now. Okay. My mom doesn't mistake me. <laughs> and uh, I could agree with everything you guys already shared. So far as the financial aspect, financial freedom, but coming from a place where financial freedom is also pretty abundant, we're a very capitalistic society in Australia as well. I'd say it's also really the mindset factor that plays into it. And our constitution. One of my favorite things is the American constitution, the right to freedom of speech. Yes. And you don't realize until that is actually ingrained in some type of official documentation, how important that is, especially in times of crisis. You look back at the COVID scenario and everything that happened, Australia was so locked down. Mm -hmm. My mom, when I would speak to her on the phone, she would say, it brings me so much peace to know you're in a country like America oh, and not awesome. having to deal with this tyranny yeah. that's taking place right now and it's really sad because you wouldn't expect a country like australia to fall to something like that but it's something that happens when you don't have a clear-cut enshrined you know bill of rights so mm -hmm. love it mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so good god bless america natalia del valle yes what's your definition of the american dream um, I mean, I agree with everyone. I honestly think it's just one word, and it's freedom. Mm -hmm. Freedom of everything. Freedom mm -hmm. to choose, freedom of speech, freedom of making a decision and determining the life you want and going after it. It's going to be hard, whatever decision you do make. Um, but if it's one word, it's freedom. You have that freedom to, in, in all aspects of your life here to do that. Of course, there's rules, but essentially you do have that freedom here. I love that. Thank you, ladies. So here's what I got. I actually was taking notes because you guys are all smart. You're intelligent. You're all free thinkers. So here's what I got. I got um, immigrants should not be relying on the government from you. Okay. You can start a business. You can start a home. You can start a family and get that going. Constitution, freedom, uh, freedom of speech, leadership, lack of leadership is, is missing in America. Having opportunity, the land of opportunity, having options. Um, financial freedom, I believe you talked about right there. Upward mobility, you talked about, right, Astrid? Socialism, they said, uh, you know, basically with socialism, you're relying on the government, equally poor, not, not relying on the government right there. More freedom, more freedom. You said that the goalposts keep moving, right? So I'm putting all this stuff together, and I'm trying to understand really what the American dream is now. And because the goalposts do keep moving, right now in America today, it's more expensive than ever to try to buy a house. Mm -hmm. It's more expensive than ever to try to get a new car or even a used car. Mm -hmm. Things are changing. You know, they say that the one constant in life is change. Mm -hmm. But here, I'm putting all this together, and here's what I'll say about America. What anyone is, some people want kids, some people don't want kids. Some people believe in God, some people don't believe in God. Some people want a house, they don't want a house. Everything is up to you, but here's what America represents to me based on everything. The opportunity and the options. The, the, there, there's nothing, the, the, the whole premise of capitalism is having options. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go to the, do you want to go to this store? You want to go to this store? You want to go to Walmart? You want to go to Amazon? You want to Target? Do you want to go to Publix? You want to go to Whole Foods? You want to go to this? You want to go to that? We have options. Versus in other countries in the world, your option is the government plan. Mm -hmm. Like in Cuba, you got one option. There's no competition. Mm -hmm. So even in America, they have laws that prevent a, a lack of competition, they're called antitrust laws, 
to prevent monopolies, right? Mm -hmm. We've all played the monopoly game right here with the old man in the glasses doing his thing. But the options are what makes America great. Now, the whole premise of your kids doing better than you, all you can do as a parent, I don't have kids, but all my best friends do, my sister has kids, all you can do is equip your kid the best way possible to succeed. Mm-hmm. Learn, be smart, work out, network, get tough, have some resilience. Then it's on the kid. Teach them good values. You can't, you can't forecast what the economic and the socioeconomic conditions are going to be in the country. All you can do is teach them good values, good morals, principles. Voila, kid, go for it. Even PBD says all the time, you know when you, do, you, you, know when you judge when you're a good father? Not even from your kids, from your grandkids. Yep. Yeah. Okay? Because that means you taught your kids well and they learned the lessons and they taught their grandkids. So the reason that I think I'm doing okay because my grandma was a beast. Grandma, if you're watching (laughs) this, I love you. And my grandfather's super smart, chess player, so stoic, relaxed. My grandma kind of run the show. (laughs) And I'm looking back and I'm saying, okay, thanks, grandma. Thanks, grandpa. My mom was here in the studio today. Did anyone see my mom? Mm No. You didn't see her. You guys saw her. Vinny made her cry. Vinny, my brother, um, he's like, can I tell you what a great mother you are? You are such a good mom. You did the best thing possible. You created a home run as a kid. My mom is like, I I can't even believe She's crying. I'm like, that's like, Vinny, relax, got it. Then they left together. It was kind of weird. I don't know what's going on with that. But the land of opportunity and the land of options, that's what capitalism does here in America. So we all love America. We all did the pledge. But there seems to be a problem that's going on in America today. We just identified what makes America great. But let's talk about maybe what's sort of going on here in America today. Here's some stats for you. Only 19% believe that life will be better for their children, which is a record low. Okay? 36% of Americans believe that hard work guarantees success. 36%, that's down from 53% in 2012. So people don't even believe in working hard these days is what this is. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I often say is because we do, we do a, our app called Manect. Shout out to everyone that watches Manect. I say you got to work hard and you got to work smart. But the best thing you do is work hard and work smart. Mm-hmm. Do both. But apparently Americans don't even believe in working hard anymore. Mm-hmm. So pull up this article from the Wall Street Journal, if you will. So Americans basically started losing their faith in the American dreams in the early 2000s. Maybe. 9-11 had something to do with that. I don't know. Um, today, 50% are pessimistic about the state of America. 50% are down on America. Realtors, who are basically talking to all the people out there on the streets, say in order to live a middle-class life and buy a home in 2024 now, Americans need to make $120,000 a year collectively mm-hmm. as a family. Pretty interesting. But I'm saying all these numbers as a premise to talk about sort of the declining ideals that are in trouble here in America today. So this is an article. Pull up that article from the Wall Street Journal, by the way, Malik. Here's an article. America pulls back from the values that once defined us. We've done this story here on the Sauzcast before, but I think it's really important for the ladies uh, weigh in on this, okay? So here are the categories. If you can show those, those images of the categories that are all declining. So first and foremost is patriotism. Right? Do you have that, Malik? Yeah. Okay. Patriotism, on the decline. Wow. Religion, on the decline. Having children, on the decline. Community involvement was up, now on the decline. The only thing that is up is is trying to make that money. (laughs) Now listen, 
as someone who believes that make that money, save that money, I'm not going to object to that. But the whole point of making that money is so you can do all these other things and have options in your life. You know, one of the things I often say is that money doesn't just live in a vacuum. You don't make money and be like, like you do it to start a family, to be out, to be with your friends. The best thing you can have in life are good relationships, whether that's with your family, your friends, your colleagues, everyone around you. So go back to that chart one more time, if you will, Malik. Um, these are the ideals that made Americans great. Dare I say, make America great again before oh. get, I get canceled. We'll see. Uh -uh. But it takes sometimes a wake up to be like, guys, I don't know if we're on the right track right now. And I want to get your ladies' thoughts on this. Patriotism, down. Religion, down. Having children, down. Community involvement, down. Money, a little bit up. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. When you see all this stuff happening here in America, Amy, you weren't born here in America, okay? Nat, you were born here. You were born here. You were born here. You were born here. So we'll start with Amy. Amy, you're not, you're not even American. <laughs> but I feel like you're going to crush this response. When you see these answers, this is what's going on in America. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine if these were the things that were happening in Australia? I think there would be like a guy's hold on, wake up call. What's going on here? When you see these things, these lack of ideals that are declining, how do you process mm -hmm. this? Uh, I think... A portion of it, when you talk about patriotism, that could be put down to like poor leadership, especially in recent times. And we have had a very progressive, um, you know, kind of push on the political side. And honestly, some of our leaders have done not very respectable things. And that can get to the psyche of, you know, the American people. And I think that it really has. When you look at the way spending has been, you know, put funding these wars in other countries, it makes sense that patriotism is down. But I don't think the answer is to sink to that level and stay there. The answer is to actually do something about it and say, hey, if this is if it's already this fucked up, it's probably only going to get worse. So what are we going to do about it? And so for me... That's what I'm passionate about with the American dream is the people who are waking up and realizing the lunacy that's taking place right in front of us. When you look at the camp of people who are talking about, you know, uh, wanting to have children, that declining, the family unit. There's two camps of people with that. One camp of people who believe that it is literally, um, you know, detrimental to a woman to have a child because it's going to take away from her career. Mm -hmm. Because again, what's the thing on the uptick? Money. We've become so obsessed with materialism that we're forgetting the things that really truly matter. On the other hand, there's women such as myself. Up until a few years ago, I didn't want to have a kid. Not because I didn't want to have a baby. Of course I want to have a baby. But when you look at the state of the world and until you get informed enough to actually feel empowered that we can address these issues, of course you're going to sit there in dismay and be like, I don't want to bring a child into the world. So some of these things I can relate with, it's very evident why it's happening when you look at culture. But the question is, what are we going to do about it now? Well said, Amy. Good stuff. Um, pull up that chart one more time. So Ashton, when you see that what's going on here, you just said that... You're engaged. You want yes. to have kids. Yes. Out of all these things, what's, what are you most shocked about? The patriotism, the religion, the having children, the community involvement, or the money? What's most shocking to you? Honestly, prob oh, probably the community involvement. I mean, you uh, for sure I've seen the correlation between like, the patriotism declining because, let's be real, like you said, right now, how the government's spending our money. Like, I think most people can agree like this is not... Why are we not funding America first versus other places, right? And 
I, where everyone stands, I mean, that's up to you, but that's kind of how my uh, take on it is. Like, why are you not funding education of our youth, especially, you know, especially after the pandemic, where I think they're saying IQ has dropped in recent years um, because kids, you know, I, I do think a large part of it, they're not getting as much uh, support and need at such an early age. Um, but the community involvement, that's exactly what I mean. I feel like everybody's so out there for themselves, so selfish. I got to make money. And what I tell people on my, like, when I do, like, coaching, sessions is that money is simply just energy like you literally have to give it away to provide to have any value from it right you're buying you're buying an item um, or you're buying a vacation you have to literally spend your money in order to get any value so that's something I, I try to teach people to say okay change your mindset yes it's important to make money but what exactly are you making money for it's to like you said uh, experience new things to travel to try new foods have you know build relationships to go out on dates to hang out with friends etc and I think that's the community involvement aspect going back to my answer why I think that's a shocker is that everybody's so out there for themselves that we're not spending time trying to help each other when I think that will provide more value to our lives so one time I was uh, in Compton Oh, okay. okay. And I'm from I was LA. Doing, when I first started doing uh, SawsCast, what it was called Saws Talks Money at the time, which is all my socials, I was interviewing, um, I, I was just running around LA just interviewing everyone. I was on Venice, I was in Santa Monica, I was in Compton just interviewing this one guy who's big ass Mexican dude, might have been a family member of yours. I knew him, like just big. I'm from LA, so my Okay, be. there you go. I was like, what's going on around here? He goes, yo, bro, yo, let, me, let, me, let me tell you about what's going on here in Compton. I was like, he's like, Everyone's so selfish these days. I said, what do you mean? He goes, and keep in mind, this is in 2015, 2016. He's like, yeah, you heard about these selfies? Yeah, these <laughs> selfies is making everybody selfish. And it sounds so ironic at this point. We're like, okay. At the point, I was like, oh, damn, homie, hit me with a selfie, selfish. But I realized that social media has made a lot of people being like, yo, fuck everybody else. I want to win the cool contest. I'm going to do these selfies. Remember when... uh. Uh, duck lips were a thing was it oh, duck God, face yeah. <laughs> every girl I thought was doing quack quack or doing crack I don't know what they were doing but it turns out that was just hi <laughs> okay I remember when Jamie Foxx did that back in the day but the selfies have made people selfish mm -hmm. and there was there, there's a part of the community involvement that you were talking about that selflessness and giving to others is paramount to who we are as Americans okay well, and it kind of ties into also just having kids it's like I mean, you see a lot of these podcasts nowadays, it's like men versus women in terms of dating, et cetera. And again, we're, we're getting so against each other in terms of women are like this, men are like this, that we're not forming. And I keep saying this every time I probably come on here. It's like we're not forming meaningful relationships. Therefore, we're not wanting to have kids, right, to settle down. And let's be real. The human race is designed to procreate, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think in China, they're begging people, well, not begging, but they want people to come over to because of their one-child policy, now they have a problem where the older generation, there's no one new to take care of them later on. Yeah, there's you know? a lot of new, great point, by the way. There's new articles coming out there where the government is basically like begging yeah, to, them to have more kids. kids. Yeah, and, and it's do supply we want and that demand. in America? Like, wow. we're gonna, I mean, that's a whole problem right now with also Social Security. It's like, we are funding, I mean, I see my paycheck, I work nine to five, you know, going to Social mm -hmm. Security, I'm like, again, I want to take care, care of my elders, but eventually it's going to get to the point if we're getting lazy, if we're not wanting to work hard, if we're kind of giving up on having kids and having a family, then later on we're going to see the results of that. And 
I mean, we're seeing it right now. Are we going to be able to fund Social Security? I don't even think so. Well, right? They say in a couple of years or whatever the Just to, to give you perspective, this is kind of the, the, the world I'm in, the financial world. They're basically saying what might happen is that there's going to be a 25% cut. reduction yeah. in cut. So if you're getting two grand a month, boom, now you're getting 1500 Life just got a little tougher right there. Yeah. But you still get it. But you crushed that answer. Congratulations for all your community <laughs> It all ties in together is my point. And I, like I say all the time, the purpose of this show is to get together and, uh, you know, agree, disagree. It's all good, but not hate each other. Mm-hmm. Not, not try to dunk all over each other. So Janelle, the lovely Janelle, she's back. She's doing her thing. Pull up this list one more time because I want to get her perspective on this. She just said community involvement. Um, out of all these categories here, what do you what what stands out to you the most that is sort of like, holy shit, what's going on here in America today? I would say the same thing, community involvement. Um, but also freedom is a catch twenty two. Because if you're giving freedom to a whole entire nation, this is why the problems are presenting themselves of people wanting to identify as different genders, right? Because they're using mm-hmm. that same word. But it's my freedom. It's my freedom. Well, the country is declining in certain aspects because of that freedom as well, right? So we can't really say, like, now we have to be socialist and not give anybody options, but that is one of the contributing factors, right? Everybody's utilizing that word for their own personal uh, preference. Um, so people aren't wanting to have as many children or that, that, that data is a reflection of that also because there are more women that are identifying as men and there are men that are identifying as women. So... As you said, it all ties in together. So patriotism, community involvement, I'm not sure what else was, was on there, but it all ties in together to, with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, Nat, when I take her out to the club with me in Miami, every, there's always the, the, the ladies' room is always super packed. Yeah. And the men's room, you know, we get in, we get out, we take a piss. Do you identify? Now we'll identify <laughs> as a dude yeah. for like five minutes. Same. They let me in. Use the men's restroom. Yeah. Nobody believes her, but what are you gonna? What are you gonna? I will it down? say the in the clubs, the girls she gets are the in best. There, she's a hype she's each a other lady, up. but for five minutes. <laughs> yes. And I constantly have conversations with people. Is like, can I just identify and self-identify and then unidentify? Of course you can. And like the the fluidity. Yeah. And there's people that are like, yeah, of course. Sometimes you feel like a man. Sometimes you feel like a woman. You just identify. It's or like, just do non-binary. It's okay. easier. You can just non-binary. float from, from bathroom to bathroom. But but what you were saying also <laughs> about the selfie, the yep. selfie and like everybody becoming so selfish that's one of the things and one of the things we're going to talk about today is religion it's in the bible where Mm -hmm. people as we come to the end of times are becoming more and more selfish so instead of helping each other out i mean it's a blueprint right it's a blueprint of life people are now just caring about themselves instead of reaching out to other people and helping them also and and just to add to that the religion because i don't like to touch i'm i'm religious in the sense i'm christian that's what i you know that's my faith um, I believe in God, but I don't like to touch upon that because I'm like, okay, everyone believes in their own thing and I respect that. But I will say is because I've had relationships where I would say, you know, if I'm going through tough times, like God has my back, I'm going right. to pray, you know, to him and get through this. And I would have my partner say, don't talk like that. That is like, you know, why are you saying that? that, that that's not helpful. I don't believe in God, whatever. And I'm like, well, that's fine what you don't believe in, but that's what I believe in. And the reason why I point to that is because the decline of religion is not alarming, but it does show some issue because I think what's rooted in religion is a lot of like moral morals and values. And I think if we kind of 
lose that as well. And not to say you have to be Christian to have morals and values, but that's what a lot of people and to t tie their morals and values to is a religion, their faith. Um, so if nobody believes in anything, then what are you, what is the phrase is like, if you don't stand for anything, you fall yeah, for something. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, yeah. you can't be so open-minded that your brain falls out. Like yeah, how open-minded sure. are you going to be before your brain literally just, yeah, the word know. that I think we're looking for is tolerance. At what point we just tolerate anything. So Patrick PBD, our CEO, he, he, he has four words that he's basically family lives by leadership, respect, one of the four is tolerance. And recently, he's been, everyone's been so tolerant. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can be a man. Yeah, you can be a woman. Yeah, you can be a unicorn, whatever you want. Yeah. We just become so tolerant that it's like there's a slippery slope here. Now, the exact opposite is being completely intolerant. Yeah. And I don't think anybody wants that. But there is some balance there with the tolerance thing. So, Laura Padrino, I'll, I'll just you know, off. when we go back to this list, uh, were you going to say something on that? I was going to jump off the tolerance because tolerance within the guidelines, you were talking about parameters and this with truth. The mm -hmm. fact is we've thrown truth out the window. Mm. So the fact is Preach, girl. To, to, we can still be tolerant. That tolerant is not necessarily a bad word. It's turned into a bad word because we're tolerating things that come outside of truth because everything is your truth and my truth. No, there's objective truth. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. And then yes. also back to what you said in terms of the blueprint, where do you find truth from? What I believe, what I believe the girls are saying they believe is that the truth comes from the blueprint, the blueprint being the Bible. Now it has to come from something. I believe that. Um, I think a good amount of people believe that, especially people that started this country that we're saying is so great. So if you want to go back to the question in terms of which one I find the most startling or staggering um, just to give a different answer than everybody else the having kids one um, you mentioned a point like yes the, I even myself was like for one second like how am I gonna bring a kid into this horrific mm. world but the fact is and, and Pat says this all the time like no we need to be overproducing yes. the ones mm -hmm. that have our brain still in our head that we're not so open mountain did it fall out that was good um, we need to be having more because we're gonna and Charlie Kirk said this the other day too he's like the fact is there's going to be a bunch of us and they're either having they're either killing their babies with abortion which is a whole nother thing that i can talk a whole lot about if you want mm -hmm. me to or they are having non-producing non-reproducing sex which they're not reproducing is the point and um and so we need to we need to with uh reckless abandon and um yeah so the having kids one look if like you said if we idolize money i i can't work and have a kid how can i do that so I, I, money is more important than a family, right? Because that's what the world says or that's what whatever. But also feminine, feminism plays a big role in this because mm -hmm. so many women are trying to take on that male role. Like, I want to be the CEO. I want to be, you know, a hardworking woman. I want to... So it's, it's, it's exhausting, obviously, mm -hmm. and women were created differently than men. And it's mm -hmm. not to say that women should not mm -hmm. have their own careers. I think it's very empowering for a woman to have careers, her own career also. But that also is a contributing factor to the decline in that as well. Oh, you know? I, I agree with all of you. I, if you want to be honest, I think religion is one of the main ones. Strictly because if you can't find a place where you can find peace, you can't believe in something bigger and you can't believe in um, things that you can achieve on your own and you, you know, find that peace within yourself, how do you expect to do anything else? Right. If you don't have a, a God to, you know, to a template of what, you know, is good and what is, is helping people be better. I think 
that loss of identity, that loss that people are identifying for different things, a unicorn this and that, is because they don't have any type of structure. And a lot of that structure comes from religion. And this is not about, oh, you have to, you know, God, and, and if you're not a Bible thumper, you're going to go to hell. It's not about that. I think it's about more so finding something, someone, you know, a higher power that you can believe in to do all these things. Patriotism, make money, come here, create a business, come here, reproduce. You know what's what's scary is you know you have women come and they reproduce and then they're like, I can't take care so I'm going to kill the baby mm-hmm. if you would have faith maybe mm-hmm. you would say hey I'm going to have this baby and take care of this baby and figure it out mm-hmm. if you're going to have faith right in the bigger part that you're going to you know improve in your life mm-hmm. things would be different so I think that loss of faith in all aspects is a really big problem um, in the world and I'm not saying like you know I'm, I'm the, the most holy girl in the world for sure no but at the end of the day I do go to church that's a place that I find that at the end of the day everybody in this space is mm-hmm. sinners and we're trying to get better mm-hmm. and I think people not having a place where they feel like hey I can relate and I want to get better is a really big problem of why we're not able to evolve in a lot of these things that are shown but would you guys agree that most of our leaders right now are pretty much socialists in Cuba when when socialism took over one of the first things that they removed was churches Mm -hmm. and religion Mm -hmm. why because you take the faith away from people that's all you need you destruct that's all you need one thing came to my mind the whole time walk by faith not by sight if we were all just purely walking by sight I feel like we would think that we were doomed we're in right that direction actually <laughs> but, but, the, but the fact that it's us people who actually have faith and then have the conviction to be able to walk that out and actually put that into tangible steps like That's what are we going to do yeah. about this like you know but well, for those that though that because because now i'm 100 percent with you mm-hmm. but for those that don't want to the bible's a bad word right mm-hmm. like i said truth you have to get it from somewhere you so when you get mm-hmm. your when you when you're pregnant mm-hmm. And then the ones that are killing the babies, you said that they, they, cause they don't have faith. I say, cause they don't know the truth. They don't believe that that's actually a life inside of them. Correct. Because the fact is, if someone walks up to you with a gun and shoots in the head, every single human ever will say that is wrong. Right. But why don't we do this? It's not because they don't, have, they don't believe that there's a life inside of them. And if they do, they're just abject, you know, horrific people that are knowingly killing their children. Correct. So the fact is it may be fine fine no religion whatever but what is truth because mm-hmm. that's the thing. science says there's a child in there mm-hmm. science okay the but science does, that does, we worship but, but at how many weeks does that actually develop a conscious the conception conception you go pump 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 okay you think Everybody, conception is when 100 uh, percent okay. and i'll tell you why because when do you one thousand percent why because okay Okay, let me ask you something. When do you believe that life begins? I believe that One if you answer. have Bump. consciousness, if you have consciousness... When does that happen? Two weeks, three weeks, I four weeks, five weeks. I have to ask weeks. a that actually studies that because i don't weeks, know three weeks four weeks five weeks. anybody know. what's the consensus the point is there is not one number yeah there's not we, a universal yeah. consensus but here's the okay. thing yeah. so everybody <laughs> has a different floating True. magical moment when it happens okay mm-hmm. so if you have a magical moment I'm going to base my magical moment on science, which is these set of genes, these are the boom, new set of genes. There is actual Something. life in there. Okay. Two children. One of them at 12 weeks, I got kidney stones. I'm like, there's no way this child is surviving because I was in horrific pain. Like I thought myself I was going to oh. die. We put the ultrasound. She's dancing in there like crazy. I'm like, holy moly. You can see her hands, feet dancing, the whole thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. 
-hmm. Second child, I'm bleeding at five weeks. Oh. And I see her heartbeat. Five mm. weeks. Oh. So, <laughs> conception. Uh, conception the period. Institute of Health says uh, uh, consciousness in a uh, fetus can't emerge before 24 gestational weeks in pregnancy. Okay. Consciousness. So okay, so, so you want me to do, do, you want me there, to do consciousness, though? Because consciousness is not really well, a good one. I mean, we can go down that way, but then... <laughs> what about someone in a coma? Coma. I mm -hmm. mean, you, we really could do all yeah. that all day. Um, but the fact is, it's life or it isn't. And here's the other thing, too. Who can just go, um, you're important and I want you, but you're not. Because, Sauce, mm -hmm. you're Jewish. You know mm -hmm. what happened years ago and when they deemed valuable humans and not valuable humans? A horrific thing happened to an entire group of people. Mm -hmm. Like, millions and millions of them died because someone deemed mm -hmm. that they were not valuable lives. And then a whole ton of them got wiped away. And so if that's what we're believing is happening now, we have to give truth to that. Mm -hmm. So that is the one, I'm, again, I'm, I'm going off on it because you said the, the baby's going down or people not having kids. Well, because we don't believe that it's life or because, again, we're idolizing money. We don't want to have kids mm -hmm. or we think we want to do it all. We want to be power woman and we want to do this and we want to take all the selfies and all this nonsense. And even people now that are not having kids because they, they don't want to ruin their bodies. Right. How about you close your mouth and go to the gym? That's how you lose weight. Wow. Not because you don't have a kid. It's true. Well, because you know what? I'm so sick of everybody. Okay. Oh, you want me to get fired up? I'm going to go Vinny style. Go Padrino. I'm going to go Vinny style hot <laughs> no. and right now. No, do your thing and then I'll chime in. Go listen, <laughs> I, I kid you not. I had a, my one of the girls... I had them in like months and months, maybe even like years later, somebody's like, you look fantastic, you had kids. I go, dude, that was like a couple of years ago. Like I, how long, what's the statute of limitations of looking right. terrible after having a one kid? One year. No, one, <laughs> I, you, you know what them? I said? I said you got nine, a year, baby. No, yes. I said nine months in, nine months out, like nine months. Okay, now, sure. Now here's the thing. Yes, everybody's got their different. A little different... more liberal like that. I'll give you three more months, a little extra, a little <laughs> Well, you know what? You know what well, it was? Okay, you got one year to lose the baby. You know what it was? I had a, a, a wedding at nine months at both of them, so I had a goal and I was like working for it. Go. But have a goal. All of a sudden, having a goal is a good thing, right? Of it absolutely is a goal. No, it absolutely is a goal, but a motive. But the idea is that, can you imagine not having a child, not having like the most incredible experience of your life over the vanity of your body? It is, it's psychotic to me. But that is why when you're talking about culture, mm -hmm. uh, American dream, all this stuff, it's all eroded because everything is upside down. There is no mm -hmm. truth. There is no rule book. There's, there's mm -hmm. nothing. Everything has been flushed down the toilet. And ultimately, I think it's because of weak time, Weak it's men. our leaders. Mm -hmm. well, weak time because it was leaders. hard times, strong men. We had an amazing America. Mm -hmm. Then they made soft times, and those soft times made soft, sucky men. And that's what we're living the fruits of right now. Well, Padrino, you crush it. By the way, oh, clap it up okay. for Lauren right there. Okay. Um, Sorry, guys. By the way, did you know I'm, I'm chiming in? I'm chiming in. As soon as the women start talking about abortions, this was me. <laughs> Far be it from a dude, yeah. the one yeah. dude on the show, to start chiming in on how Not abortions work. <laughs> With but, five women. I'm not chiming in on that. We're not going to do the abortion fine, thing right now. Fine. But, you know. But you have a say because you of course could potentially I have a, have a right. child. Yeah. I'm um, about to tell yeah. a story right there. We won't do that. But, speaking of abortion. Here's what I will say <laughs> pull up that chart one more time. It's interesting because um, everyone gave a different answer, mm -hmm. right? Community involvement, having children, religion. The one thing nobody really touched on was patriotism. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is number one by far. If you look at those numbers one more time, the highest number out of anything else was patriotism. It was the only number that was over 60% where people say it's important to them. Everything else is downstream from patriotism. If you live in America and you don't love America, 
Get out. Period. Now, I'm not saying that you can't correct America's problems or you can't basically say, hey, listen, we could do, do better here. And I understand that, you know, Congress uh, approval ratings are at all time low, but you have to be proud of where you're from mm -hmm. or else you don't have a country. I'm so sick of seeing young people, especially if you look at that chart one more time. Trash talking. We're basically saying we hate America. Yeah. America is the cause of all that is wrong in the world and we need to do better. And it's just like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, and I saw this one interview, I swear to God, this guy was, he looked like he was a hundred something years old. Oh. And they're asking him about World War II. I, you know who I'm I talking sob. about? Oh, and he awful. starts crying. He's oh. like, this isn't why the boys died on the sands of Normandy for no. this. It's not and for, like, it's you're looking real. at this old man cry who served during World War II when America was a beacon of hope for the world, when World War II, when, when Adolf hits Hitler in Nazi Germany with Mussolini and the Imperial Japanese were trying to take over the world and the axis of evil was being formed and America had to step up and rescue the entire world. And we had our boys, boys. our teenage boys, in 18, 19, 20, 21, 75 plus years later, they're in their 90s, 100 years old, and they're crying, looking at what's going on in America today. If that doesn't move you, mm -hmm. then you don't belong in America. No, and I agree, and I hate when people say like, oh, you know, especially the, the 2020 election, they're like, oh, all these celebrities, like, I'm gonna leave if I think Trump Peace. was elected. Oh my God. And it's I'll one of those things where it's like, I mean, you see with the yeah. immigrant crisis right now, it's like so many people want to come here. Like, I always think to myself, I'm like, thank goodness I wasn't born in another country in the sense like, you know, some countries like you're not given the same rights and opportunities, especially women, right? As a young woman of color, like I would, I don't say miserable over there, but there's a, there's a reason why so many people want to come to America for the American dream, for the land of opportunity. And I think about my grandparents who came from Mexico, they started off in LA selling oranges on the street, selling mm -hmm. flowers. Um, and I mean, you still see people in LA doing that and they worked their way up where my grandpa owned his own electrical business. Um, and my parents, you know, again, like I, I'm my proudest achievements i graduated from princeton university you know and, and i'm doing well for myself and i think okay now i'm able to really show uh the benefits of the hard work that my parents and my grandparents mm -hmm. put in as immigrants okay. I, I feel mm -hmm. like i'm i am carrying out the american dream for them and i just wish more people i wish my or i hope my kids and my grandkids are just as proud of not only being mexican but being American as well. Let me, let me, by the way, well said, Asher. Let me give a shout out to our immigrant friends out there because I know in America today, this is a slippery slope to even just having yeah. this conversation, but I'm going to do it anyway right now. Obviously, we see what's going on on our southern border and it's a mess, mm -hmm. okay? But let's not forget about one thing. Immigrants is what this country is founded on, mm -hmm. but legal immigration. I think we all understand Nothing nobody's to do trying with to villainize immigrants. Your family's Cuban, your family's Cuban, um, Lebanese. Lebanese, Mexican. Australian, Guyanese, Puerto Rican, Jewish from Russia, Ohio in the house <laughs> over there. But we all came legally. But let's, so let's not villainize immigrants. But here's what I've noticed. I've lived in Miami my whole life. You're from Miami. You're from Miami, I yes. assume. Okay, you. you LA, 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 Australia, New Orlando, New York. Listen, uh, this is a weird conversation. So <laughs> I, I want to juxtapose what I've learned over the last few months from Venezuelan immigrants. Oh yeah. Okay, versus 
sort of what I call the Gaza Brigade that's basically ended up here in the West. And it's the difference is this. It's recognizing that there's a reason you left mm -hmm. where you were born. Where am I going with this? So I take Ubers everywhere. Dude, I haven't had a car in a decade. All I do is I'm Ubering everywhere. I'm Ubering everywhere. The large majority of Uber drivers in Miami are Venezuela and Cuban. Yep. And I speak what is called as Uber, Uber Spanish. <laughs> I can't speak Spanish fluently, but I'll get where I'm going in my Uber. Hola, como estas? Vamos a la por la hora. Soy de Miami. Vamos a la derecha, a la izquierda. Okay, okay, okay. And then I don't say nothing. It's like, read my notes for Sauscats. But occasionally I say, hey, de donde eres? Ah, Venezuela. I say, oh, te gusta Venezuela? You like Venezuela? Ah, mi corazón. It's my country, my país. I said, uh, I know what I'm going to say. I say, yeah, yeah. Maduro? They, they look at me. That's the... I said, Chavez? They look at me, they're like, I said, hey, Comunisma, yeah? Comunisma? They go, no! What you talking? Like, they get fired up. No, it's muy malo. It's muy malo. El Comunisma. In America, in Libertad, they're basically saying, don't even bring up that communism shit with me. Yeah. Because that's the reason that I'm here in America talking Spanish to you driving your Uber. I said, si, sí, por supuesto, that's right. <laughs> La verdad. You're doing so a I'm, like, I'm doing okay, right? I don't know, I'm doing a Mexican yeah, accent for a Venezuelan. Exactly. But the point no. is, I purposely, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I let them like turn over, they're driving, yeah. they're like, yeah. no, no communism, no Fidel. <laughs> so it's interesting to that's me because awesome. these guys know why the hell they escaped that country? Because exactly. they didn't have horrible socialist, Marxist, communist policies. Yeah. They'd still be hanging out in Caracas, Venezuela. Yes. Yep. But no. But what I've also noticed is, is on the other side of things, this is going to get me in trouble a little bit. The people from the Middle East, they might leave. I just got into a conversation with uh, Basim Youssef. Mm -hmm. I said, listen, bro, uh, he's like the... Um, John Stewart of Egypt. Oh, I saw you got a little. Okay. You got we saucy. got into a little got thing. A little spicy. Yeah. What people don't realize is that we hugged. I know. And at the okay. end, just because you disagree with somebody yes. doesn't yeah. mean you hate someone. Mm -hmm. I actually gave him a big hug. I think he's a great guy. I think he's just a little misinformed. And I think that what I call him, I said that you're being um, intellectually lazy. Hear me out. I said, uh, you're the John Stewart of Egypt. Yeah. Okay, amazing. I love what you do. I've seen you on the, on the Daily Show. I've seen you doing your thing. I said, what countries can you not go and perform in in the Middle East? And he goes, well, you know, I'm probably not going to go to Afghanistan these days. That's what he said. Yeah, I'm probably going to avoid Syria. I said, yeah, no doubt. Mm -hmm. And he started going a few countries. I'm like, Yemen these days, eh, you know, there's a civil war going on there. I said, well, come to, oh, yeah, I'd go to Dubai. Who wouldn't, right? Mm -hmm. You know, okay, I'll go to Qatar. All right, they just had the World Cup. I said, would you go to Israel? He goes, nah, I don't, I don't think I'd go to Israel. I don't, I said, why not? He said, I don't think they're going to treat me well. I said, oh, why is that? He goes, I don't know. I've heard stories. I don't think. Meanwhile, I, I, I'm telling you right now, 20% of Israel's population is Arab. It's all good. Even if he, I said, what about your home country of Egypt? Nah, I'm not. I'm not going to go there. Oh, why not? He's like, they'd probably kill me. Uh, I said, do you not understand what you're saying right mm -hmm. now is that you're leaving the countries because they will literally kill you mm -hmm. for the things that you're saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he's like, ah, well, you don't want to get into this. But here's what I would just to my to my Muslim friends all around the world. I have Muslim friends. I have Jewish friends. I have Catholic friends. Here's what I don't agree with. Just like in 
the case example that I gave for my Venezuelan friends mm -hmm. and my Cuban friends, they don't come to our country and be like, communism is the way, let's go. They're like, nah, bro, I don't play that game. Mm -hmm. That's the reason they left. What I'm seeing around the world, in London, in Paris, in Sydney, in LA, in New York, in Miami, is they're basically saying, yeah, yeah, we need Sharia law here. Uh, what, hold on, what's, what's Sharia law, yeah, guys? Yeah, people are speaking on things they don't what, know what's about. What's Sharia, do you even know what that is? <laughs> yeah. And then you see white people in London being <laughs> like, yeah, rude. and I'm like, do you even know, Constantine Kissin, who, who does trigonometry, he starts interviewing all these people, he's like, what does it mean when you say a socialist intifada? And like, because they just give out signs, the British guy's like, mate, I don't even know what this is. I just, I don't want people dying. I'm like, okay, you got it. So here's my point, not to get all geopolitical and have, you know, more people upset with me. When you leave a country for reasons, because you fear for your life, don't take the same ideology that made you flee that country and bring it to the new country. That's all I'm saying. So in America today, we talked about a decline in... Um, patriotism. Patriotism. There's certainly, we're going to see this over the next few decades play out. Mm -hmm. There's a clash of civilizations happening before our eyes. Mm -hmm. On one side, it's all the democracies and the freedoms and the capitalists and the freedom of expression people and the builders and the people that want to create. And on the other side, it's the Marxists and the communists and the authoritarians. And if you say something we don't like, we'll behead you. Mm -hmm. And there's two teams that are being formed. And on one side, you have America, you have the EU, you have Canada, you have Australia, you have these countries, uh, South Korea, Israel, Japan, you have this. And on the other side, you got China, you got Russia, you got Iran. And then Iran is funding the Houthis, what I call the HHH gang, the Houthis, the Hezbollah, the Hamas. And it's incumbent on you as Americans to recognize, yeah, I see the teams that are kind of shaping up here. And you know what team I'm on? America. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at with this these days. Anyway, you let's move on for answer. a second. Yeah, before you well, move on, you. though, Very I do good. have some poll results. It's quite okay, interesting, go ahead. actually. Uh, so I asked everybody uh, which decline was the most shocking. And uh majority of uh, the viewers said uh, uh, patriotism. And then second place was religion. Well, second place was children. Third place was religion. And then uh, last place was uh, the lack in community involvement. And then also uh, with the American dream being dead. 53% say yes. And then right now, there's a poll running which uh, it's asking, uh, are there better places to live in, uh, than the U.S.? Do you agree or disagree? And then uh, there's, it's like 50-50. It's going back and forth between people agree that there are better places to live than the United States. Mm -hmm. Put a poll that uh, says where? Yeah, they might say yeah, like, like, like what, Europe. Like, like these people like, that uh, agree, say Europe. which right. place it is. Really, right. really quick on Because point. it's cheaper, right? I, like I find Portugal it really, really retiring, shocking, right? especially <laughs> when uh, people who grew up in the United States, they grew somewhere like Bali. Right. Well, they, they grew to maybe like a, some type of an Asian country and they're like, oh, my gosh, the it's lifestyle magical. here is yeah. so much better. No wonder everybody's well, leaving the U.S. Well, you don't realize it's because you grew up in the U.S. and you have the privilege and the resources that you have that you're able to go to these countries and yes. live like a king or live yes. like a yeah, queen. Yeah, because the people who live there can't afford people anything. Are living yeah. like that? Well, people people yeah. say that about in, Cuba all the time. I go, yes, when you go do. over there, yes. when you go over there, you're staying at a resort that yeah. the government, yes. like the money yes. goes to the government, the actual people there. Oh my goodness, yes. my daughter's teacher, her mom came over from Cuba for the first time in her entire life. This is a, she's in her 60s or something. And I kid you not, the woman, so she saw strawberry and she like got emotional. She's never, a 60 woman, she's never eaten fruit. 
a strawberry. She's like, gets emotional at, at the grocery store and all these kind of things. This is like real life. Yeah. She's been. She Why are you crying, lady? She's, she's <laughs> never, Strawberries. No, imagine she's never. She doesn't. They don't eat. They don't, they don't eat. eat. There's no yeah. food. Yeah. And so then when somebody's yeah. so stupid to say, go over to Cuba, it's beautiful. It's like the resort might be, but for yes. that, the resort, the uh, you know, in the Keys or Marco is fine. Like, mm -hmm. why, why would you go over there for that? Right. But um, have you ever been to Cuba? I haven't. I have zero desire because I don't want any of my money to I've go been to, to Cuba. Them. I've been to okay, Cuba. Okay. You've been to Cuba? Yeah. So <laughs> I equate Cuba to Disneyland. Oh. And you're like, what do you mean Cuba, Disneyland? So what happens when you go to Disneyland is the facade mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. All right, it's a small world after all. Mm -hmm. And you see what's going on in the, the castle. And then you go to the castle and you walk in. You're like, this is a fake castle, bro. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The small world after all, all these are all fake statues. These mm -hmm. aren't even, these are little mannequins. This ain't real. Mm -hmm. What's going on in Cuba is you stay in El Centro, the downtown, and it looks nice. You're staying in your resort, and then you take a car. By the way, all the cars are from the 1950s. Mm -hmm. Not because they love Elvis so much. Right, right, they just right. haven't had new cars <laughs> right. in 70 years. Okay? But then you start driving around Cuba, and you're like, this place is a shithole. Completely. Yeah, I got in trouble for calling Afghanistan a shithole the other day, but I stand by that comment. Hey, I'm Cuban. You're okay. going to say it. But I'm going around the country, and you see this amazing architecture. Mm -hmm. Amazing what, architecture. What used to be, right. What used to be amazing, yep. amazing architecture, yep. but in the front of the building. Yeah. But then you go around the side, La Esquina, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's just crumbling, and you're oh, like, no. what? What happened here? No. And this goes back to what I said. The capitalists build, mm -hmm. and the communists destroy. Yes. Yep. 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 Yes. And there's like five wealthy families or people over there, yeah. like, and the rest just have absolutely nothing. And they have no information. They don't know what's going on. They don't even know what they're missing. But to your Venezuelan and Cuban cab drivers and like yeah. that. Uber drivers. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uber drivers. <laughs> have um, a little respect. How, no, have respect. How about have generate? There's no such thing as cabs anymore. That was just the old coming out of me. But um, how old are those more or less? They're not. They're older than you. No, there's all ages. Because the fact there's what I ages. see is. I think I'm the last of the generations of that came over. So I heard my grandparents, heard my parents, and I am super conservative. I appreciate America. I love America. I'm like, you know, raw, raw. There are some that are so far removed that yeah. they're, they or sorry, so far removed, or maybe their parents or grandparents didn't ingrain anything in them. So there's not, it's not just a completely cover all, which I thought it was. I was like, you know better. Like, this is what mm -hmm. your country, yes. no, no, it won't happen here, it won't happen here. But I lived in real time, what happened in Venezuela, them saying it won't, Cuba won't, won't happen, happen here. And I am here to tell you, Venezuela today is mm -hmm. worse than Cuba ever was because yeah. Cuba is super poor and it's awful, like you said, but there are not people, like when they're a big giant uh, truck comes in with all the donations, they don't, the drivers to get them. The kidnapping, the insane, what's happening over there did not happen in Cuba. So point is, it can happen, it will happen, and maybe even worse than what history has proven. So just, we have to pay attention. Like I said, keep going back to like truth. Th these mm -hmm. are facts. This is history. This is what happened. Not once, not twice, but like every single time. So mm -hmm. don't bring it here. Yeah. Like it, it won't work here. Well, I think what you're saying is very true. And I'll say this. I'm very worried about Gen Z, the 25 and under crowd. Mm -hmm. And call it TikTok, call it uh, uh, divisive politics, call it Obama, call it Trump, call it Biden, call it what you will. Gen Z, unfortunately, is loves America less. They're fatter, they're gayer, they're weirder, their heads are on their phones nonstop. They, the, they, the, there's something going on with Gen Z 
that is a disconnect from what is antithetical to what America typically is. So you talked about the Cubans. that are, How do you mean your parents came from Cuba? The same thing is going on in America. Mm-hmm. What I've realized is They're the distracted. immigrants' people... The, the children of immigrants appreciate America more than the people well, that were born here in well, America. Well, that is true. And that's so weird to me. I just yeah. think that Gen we're just, Z our, is You know how they say your comfort zone, you kill you? In America, especially the kids and the kids of the kids and people have been in America for 50 years, 100 years, whatever it is, they're just getting comfortable. Mm-hmm. And your comfort zone will kill you. Because they're distracted. That's the whole point of, of you know, socialism. They want to distract you. So or or, or, Z or is, is distracted or misinform Social. you like right. there are parents well like the boomers their parents were like patriots because they were like literally right. like fighting for our country then you had it was like residual and it's just been less and less so like the next generation unless you're like gung-ho crazy like my kids will be patriots because i will not allow anything else mm-hmm. but there's few and there's few of us of course, the next generation. What? How? You have to be taught patriotism, or you see this wonderful thing, and there's no wonderful thing to see right now. Mm-hmm. If everything's bananas, why am I going to be proud of that? And and here's the other thing too. We're literally constantly saying this is a systemically racist country. This mm-hmm. is a systemically awful country for women. This is just this is just so awful of a country. Okay, well you have a generation that's all they've heard. Mm-hmm. Like my right. generation and my parents, all they heard was raw raw America for their entire life, their school, the, the, right. the Pledge of Allegiance, all that. Yeah. You remove all that stuff from school, they, they literally hear the opposite all day long. Okay, That's what duh. Do. I mean, of course, right, right. But I'm saying, yeah. like, what else do we expect to happen? It's mm-hmm. the wildest thing is that we're confused by where we're at now. But we, I mean, we've seen this coming. This is, there's nothing. Right, we at least know the answer why. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well said. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. Get it. Uh, we said, listen, talking politics, talking religion, and talking sex is very taboo. We just talk politics in the state of America. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a deep dive into religion. I'm sure that's not going to be uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> easy Let, to get into. How about this? How about we make it but not taboo? But then we'll taboo. get into the sex stuff. What's that? How about we make it not taboo and then maybe it won't be removed from taboo. schools? How about we are allowed to talk about how great America is and then maybe people will think America's but great. But do you think religion should be in schools? Yes. Because I, there I is, no. you think yes? I don't think so. I, I mean, there I is the chepra- separation of church and state. That's Astrid, yeah. why do you say yeah. no? You're, I, I, I believe in the separation of church and state because, That's again, I means. respect everybody's That's not what that means. beliefs. You know, like I, luckily, me and my fiance share the same, you know, beliefs and in, in faith and God. But, but again, growing up, um, I actually didn't go to church growing up. My parents were very much like, I was kind of that crazy kid who would go up and down like the, the aisles and stuff. So, we didn't go to church. And I think that helped me a lot with my faith because we would listen to church at home, essentially. Um, my dad would, you know, not preach to us, but, you know, tell us about the Bible. And I think I never lost sight of that versus I have um, family members who've gone to um, Catholic schools, right? And now they're at a place where I don't know what happened in the schools, what they were taught, but they, they've gone completely opposite from religion. Now they're completely atheist. And, and I think you see a lot of that happening with the youth because... Um, I think ultimately it's up to the family, the parents to decide, okay, what do I want to teach my kids versus um, the schooling, the government, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it should be separate. You brought up the youth. Malik, pull up this article real quick. So millennials and Gen Z are increasingly disaffiliating from organized religion with 40% categorizing themselves as nuns. Not nuns. Like, not like... <laughs> Religious nuns. Ca- as nuns. Like, I got nothing going on. Nuns. Zero. Nada. Uh, which means no religious affiliation. Here you go. Americans under 30 don't trust religion or anything else. Mm. Um, so this nuns is a term encompassing atheists and agnostics worldwide. So 
You said that you don't believe on the separation of church and state. Or no, you no, don't no. That I didn't say that. that I said that you guys are like misusing the term. But the the thing about well, what, use it use it the right way. It, it stand by. <laughs> so what you were saying about um, what you were saying about um, that you know it's anecdote that that your experience versus your cousins or whatever. Um, I'll give you an analogy: fat people in the gym. Does that mean the gym doesn't work or that they're not doing the right thing? That it does not mean church. And I'm, I'm not even saying anything about church. We're talking about religion. We're talking about religion in school. We're talking mm -hmm. about faith. And, and going back to what we all keep saying, a blueprint, truth, values has to come from something. We have to, we have to figure out what that is. And if we're saying we love America and you're saying you love the Constitution, mm -hmm. all of that, all the founding... It's there was a truth, there was a blueprint, mm -hmm. and that was biblically based in Judeo-Christian values. So I'm not even saying about the church and how you raise the kids and everything like that. It's just that idea of where do your values, where do your morals right. come no, but from? I, that's yeah. why well, I see it should be guys, at here. home. No, ladies, 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 ladies. Okay, go ahead. I've been looking forward to yelling like at the ladies for one second. No, what Relax. Like no, just real I'm, quick, I want to say something. Everyone's going to get their turn, I swear. Let's get to the topic. Tell me what your religion is and how often you go to your place of worship. Tell me your religion and your place of worship. And be honest, want to know why? God's watching you. <laughs> okay, Amy, your religion, how often you go to your uh, house was, of worship? I was christened Catholic, but I would just say not really any type of denomination, uh, Christianity. I mostly just listen to a lot of scriptures at home. Okay, and so you uh, don't Sermons, to... sorry, sermons at sermons? home. Sermons? Vru Church, I, I go a couple times per year. I really need to go more, but uh, I watch the sermons live. To okay. okay. Natalia Del Valle? Um, I'm Catholic. I grew up actually in um, a Catholic school. I went to Catholic school. Um, I go to church. I used to go every week, um, and I'm starting to go every week now. I saw you went the other day. Yeah, and oh my God, can I tell you? So that day I went, I was in a place where I was looking for a new church. I've been going through stuff, so I'm like, I need to go to a place where I know is peace. I'm not being judged. I can go, and I can find that connection. And when I walked in, I'm going to cry. I started crying Aww. because Aww. it reminded me of where I came from. It oh, reminded man. me of a place in turmoil. This is mm -hmm. a place where you can come, you can have a moment, mm -hmm. and you can reconnect. And I think it should be taught. Mm -hmm. And it's not that it, Catholicism should be taught there. I think all religions should be taught. And then let them, learning that religion, mm -hmm. determine what they want to follow and determine what blueprint that they want to abide by. Mm -hmm. But going to a place, I, I went, it was crazy. They had violinists. They had this huge choir. It was it was fucking lit. I'm sorry, Jesus. Um, but it was it was <laughs> it was amazing. It was, so, it was lit. It was lit. Like it Whoa. was. So, Church was lit. It was sick. I took a video. Like they were singing like loud music, and it was just like it shook me because mm -hmm. it brought me back Filter to spirit. a place of this is where you come from. Mm -hmm. This is a place you can always come to when you feel any type of way, not be judged, and restart and reset. And so church is something that I'm going to be going to weekly. Mm -hmm. um, I would go, I would go weekly. I stopped going for like maybe a month. And just that, not going that month mm -hmm. shook me. I'm like, mm -hmm. you're not in your flow. You're not incorporating God. And because you're not, even if you believe whatever you believe, when you grow up knowing that there's a place that's that peace, that you, mm -hmm. you don't have that judgment, it's such a homey feeling. You're like, I'm home. I don't have to put on anything. I don't have to look anything. I have to come, give myself time, give myself quietness. People don't have no quietness today. Everybody's talk, 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 talk. Music, la, 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 la. Picture, picture, picture. Have a moment. Be silent. Mm. Be with God. Be with your higher power. Be mm. 
present. And I think going to places like church, you are forced to be present. Um, so it was it was an incredible experience. I, mm. I had such a great time. I went out, I cried on the way to the car. I was like, I'm sorry, God. I should have been here last month. And clap <laughs> it up for Nat, everybody oh, out there. It was there, such okay? an experience. So. Can we get a little clap, a little applause? Anyway, I'm proud of you, Nat. Thanks. Um, Do you go mm. to, uh, what what is it? Do I go to Temple? Temple, yes. You want me to answer this or you guys want to go first? No, answer it. Okay. So um, I'll give you two quick stories. Nat's got the tissues out here. So I'm Jewish. We go to synagogue. Now, when I was young, my mom, who was here today, they used to make me go to Temple. Right? So I didn't want to go. And I was always a loudmouth kid. And I'm like, shh, shh. I went there to socialize. Like, yeah. Hey, Shocker alert. That's how I ended up being a nightlife pro. What's up, girl? Yeah, how you doing? Yeah. What you doing over there? Praying on them knees? All right, girl. I see. Stop so it. Oh, Adam. Guys, Adam. 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 It's his truth. Let him Guys, let's relax here for a second. Okay, We're talking sorry. about praying. Jesus. So Jesus. I... Can you see? Him? I did the bar mitzvah thing. I went to... T By the way, I'll tell you a funny story about my mom in a second. So it wasn't... I, it, when you force someone to do something, they're always going to basically uh, revolt. Mm -hmm. Or like if you go to Catholic mm -hmm. school, you better do this. And then I'll believe me, I know a lot of Catholic girls running around in Miami. They be bad. Yeah. Catholic girls be bad. They're like, getting eat. on their knees not praying, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. But anyway, uh, the... Um, I went to Israel for my first time, and I basically was like, yeah, I don't think religion's for me. But because of PBD, he's like, I think you need to start going back there every once in a while. I think you mm -hmm. need to get in touch with this. You know, I've been born and raised in Miami in the nightlife scene. It's a lot, so very easy to like sleep in on the weekends, on Saturdays, right. or on Sundays for church, and kind of miss that. And I went a couple months ago, and I should go back again. And you talked about silence and just thinking to yourself and it kind of took me back to my old days and i was there i took a selfie because i had this serial pat that i went but legit i started like tearing but mm -hmm. not not like crying there was just more like so emotional mm -hmm. that something was happening and this is before october 7th and everything going on but getting in touch with whatever that is yes i think it's important for you because i realized whether you believe in organized religion, don't believe in organized religion, mm -hmm. it's okay to question things, it's okay to have doubts, you should at the very least realize something's bigger than you. Yes. Well, it gives you some purpose, right? It I gives feel like you a bigger people. purpose and it gives you a bigger meaning. Now, I will say there wasn't a lot of people there. I was by myself. I was by far and away the youngest person there. Mm -hmm. That's a statement these days. And at the end of the sermon, the, like, the lady that runs the temple comes running over to me and she's like, so what are you doing here? Aww. I'm like, oh, you know, she's like, are you married? Mm -hmm. I was like, no. She's like, you want to be? I was like, she's like, can I get, do you want every, I go, if I'm taking a referral, it's not from the 75 year old lady at Temple. <laughs> but it was me. sweet and it was amazing. And we'll see what that happens. But I'll tell you a quick funny story about my mom and then we'll move on. So my mom, who was here today, it's so funny. My mom's passion in life is singing. Like, all she wants to do is sing. That's it. She joined the Temple Choir. She joined the Choir of Barry University, which is like a Catholic university. Mm -hmm. She was singing in a church at one point. That's how much she loves singing. And she's running around our house screaming like, Jesus, I love you. <laughs> Jesus, I love And I'm like, Ma, 
We're Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, don't worry about it. Jesus loves you. I was like, okay. Like sort of antithetical to Judaism, but that's how much my mom loves singing. So anytime you want to go to church, yeah. I'll be there. Jesus. I'll take you. Then I'll we'll take go. You. We'll have some fun. But I do believe that uh, having some religion and having at least a higher power in your life mm -hmm. is so important in mm -hmm. your life. So what's your religion? How often do you go? You want to go? I want to end with Yo, you. Oh, you want to end it? Oh, okay. okay. I, I want to reiterate the... Go ahead. So, wrap it up. So I, I guess being Mexican, my family is uh, raised Catholic, but I would say my immediate family, we lean more towards Christian. Um, I don't go to church. I would like to go to church. I think it's just hard to find a community in a church that I think that I feel like I belong to fully. Um, but yeah, I would say my faith right now is between me and God and Jesus and... You know, and I, I've, it has carried me through a lot of tough times in life, and I, I don't think I would be where I'm at if it wasn't for my faith. So. Respect to you. Janelle, what's your religion? And so I think, like everybody else here, believing in a higher power is very impactful. I've practiced and studied six different religions. Wow. And I was even atheist for two years of my life. Wow. wow. Yes. And I was brought up Catholic, and um, I ended my journey in Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, and I go to church, I would say maybe like three times a month. I try to go four times every Sunday. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm not perfect. So, mm -hmm. but I do think that there's something that I have gathered from all the religions I've learned and that they try their, their best to, it's kindness and love, right? So mm -hmm. let's say you don't want to tie yourself to religion, but ultimately that is the foundation of those religions. Mm -hmm. But yeah, religion is very interesting. And the reason why you guys feel that, that emotion, um, it's a very metaphysical thing, it's quantum mechanics, mm -hmm. but it's just the spirit of the goodness that's in there, right? Everybody's right. going to heal. Mm -hmm. Everybody's mm -hmm. going for a certain purpose. Um, and that's why you feel that, that emotion, so. Mm -hmm. So I know Laura, by the way, beautiful. And I didn't yeah, realize you go to church yourself. Yeah. Before yeah. I end with Laura right here, <laughs> Malik, give us your story, bro. Uh, well, I identify as agnostic. I don't openly practice religion uh, consistently like that. Uh, growing up, uh, my grandmother on my mom's side was a Jehovah's Witness, which they're a lot more on the conservative side when it comes mm. to Christianity. So I've, I was uh, taught the, the basics and everything like that. Like weekly, she would call us for Bible studies and things of that sort. So um, I was always uh, raised around the principles of that. But uh, growing up, neither of my parents uh, made us practice religion that way. But we were still taught, like, morals and values and mm -hmm. how to be an overall great person to society and to others. I love that. I would yeah. like to add something. Yeah, go ahead. So back to religion in schools. So when I was uh, a news anchor at this Christian TV station, it was around the time that there was, like, this whole war between in the state of Florida to remove In God We Trust. Oh. In, in the courtroom oh. and in schools. Mm -hmm. And I remember that I went to the courtroom to speak. Um, Billy Corbone was actually like behind me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar Billy with him. Billy Corbin? Yeah, he was in, right Miami? in Miami. Yeah, I grew up with he Billy. He was like right behind me to speak. He's the guy, the documentarian, he made the U, he made Cocaine yes, Cowboys. Yes, yes, Okay, did he do something inappropriate? No. Oh, no. really? He okay. was just behind me and my cousin was like, oh my God, gotcha. you're right in front of this guy. So I, I'm, I think it's very important that no, teachers should not be responsible to teach religion, mm -hmm. but I don't think you should remove from schools and right. God we because again, that is the whole purpose of socialism. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it, you cannot become distracted from that Correct. because once you remove that, it's, it's, it's gradual in the way that they shift mm -hmm. their agenda. You're Correct. absolutely right. Look what they did. Yeah. What's the religion so, of China? Look no. at the religion of China. 
It's the CCP. Yeah. Once you remove religion, no. The whole you know, Pat and I talk about this all the time. Religion, the communists, the Marxists, the fascists, they don't want you to have religion Mm -hmm. because that allows you to say, "Sorry, I'm not going to follow your man-made laws." Mm Because there's something higher out there. Mm-hmm. Now, some people will take this to extremes right. and not follow any man-made laws or not follow what is basically the established law and order in the world and say, sorry, something higher has dictated this. So there's mm-hmm. some nuance there. But when you remove religion from society... It's dangerous. Look at, look at, dangerous. Look at um, China, what's going on in the CCP. Yeah. Mrs. Real quick, Padrino. I, uh, real quick, I say? just love to make one quick remark. I, obviously, we can look at the stats and the data, and it's you know, a little bit unsettling, but kind of like an anecdotal experience or observation, and I'm, maybe some of you guys have seen it too. I've seen a lot of people coming back to religion because Me shit too. has been so now. dark yes. and now, evil yes. and demonic lately. Yes. And, you know, it's the law of polarity, right? So people are realizing if, if it can be this dark and evil and fucked up, then what's the opposite of that? Yeah. And I think that that's leading a lot of people home mm-hmm. and that's like the light it's at the end of the It's tunnel. like a pendulum. Yeah. It's, it sways yeah. all the mm-hmm. way to one way for some for everybody to get it like, that's not the way. And then it's going to yes. sway the other mm-hmm. way again for it to The equilibrium. To yes. Yes. Reversion to the mean. Yes. Definitely. Padrino, take us home here. Okay. We're so, going to pray with you right now. So... <laughs> We need to mocking a lot of mock. Okay, so no, I do not think it needs to be in the school because the school needs to teach it. Meaning the parents do not. So that's not what I meant. Um, The parents absolutely have to model it. The same way going to church. It's it's model behavior. Mm -hmm. um, The way that you should probably uh, eat clean and take care of yourself, and you know. Uh, be financially responsible. All of those things are good modeled behavior that a parent should be doing them. Um, so going to church was one of them. But but in general, again, your values have to come from something. What is that? Um, you were talking about Marxism and, and that other side of the non-religion. The fact is, Marxism is, it's just what we don't kind of realize is Marxism is Satanism. Like, mm-hmm. it Marx's, Marx, when he wrote it, it was satanic like that was this is not um being extreme i'm not being Mm -hmm. extreme or anything you can Mm -hmm. absolutely look look this up Mm -hmm. and the idea of marxism satanism is to break down everything that is true everything that is by truth i mean creation everything as we know it right from genders to whatever everything that is absolutely established turn it all on its head Mm-hmm. That's how you get to China, where it's like that is overtaking everything. Mm-hmm. So the point is, in America, if we've said these are our founding principles and that there was Judeo-Christian values, then it's taught in our schools. You don't. That doesn't mean you have to follow it, but that means mm-hmm. this is how this is the the laws of the land. This is our order. This is where our moral compass comes from. Mm-hmm. Is are these values? So it's not that you have to adhere in terms of everybody has to be this religion. That is kind of like the separation. We're not forcing this religion down your throat. But it is what is going to guide our values that we are teaching in the public school system, public school meaning that it is federally funded from the government, meaning government that was established, again, with these values, Mm -hmm. all that is what's being dismantled. So I'm not outsourcing um, teaching values and teaching Christianity or teaching your faith to your your kids to the school. Absolutely not. You need to do that in the home. Mm -hmm. You, You should be doing that primarily in the home. But if it's reinforced eight hours a day, from the public school system. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I did go to a private Christian school. All, I have a good foundation. 
I came out okay. So I think my parents think that was a wise decision. I never had like this extreme stray. Like, because when if it's forced down your throat, I never mm -hmm. felt it was forced. My parents were, this is what's best, but they weren't so strict on me that I felt like I had to rebel. That is, I think, what you're experiencing or what you experience with, you know, the Catholic girl sy sy you know, syndrome thing yeah. that they go. <laughs> now it's a syndrome, you know, Catholic girl Catholic syndrome. Catholic girl syndrome. Well, girls CGS. Gone, girls gone wild kind of situation. I never experienced that. So that wasn't the case for me. But the idea is, in the idea of it being in schools or faith, this idea, if it all, if we're here in the US, then that, that should be um, our guiding, our North Star, um, where our values come well from. Well said, Miss Padrino. Here's what I'll say. I'll, I'll end with this. Uh, whether you're agnostic, whether you're Christian, whether you're Jewish, whether you're Muslim, whether you're nothing, whether you're something, whether you're everything, I think we can all recognize that everyone needs to have a certain set of morals and values and principles mm -hmm. that guide your life. And if it's not religion, you're going to get it from something else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It could be politics. It could be... Um, Political affiliation, it could be the LGBT thing, it could be how you identify, mm -hmm. it could be the social justice movement, something is going to replace religion. Mm -hmm. yes. And here's how I feel about religion. Now listen, I'm a moderate. People, tell, you know, people get mad at me out there and they say, oh, you're too far left. I go, I'm a moderate. The people say, oh, you're too far right. I'm a moderate, I'm a synergist. I want people to get together. I'm not red, I'm not blue, I'm red, white, and blue here in America today. But not enough religion, mm -hmm. not enough faith, not enough morals and principles, I think, is a recipe for disaster. Too much religion, mm -hmm. extremism, fundamentalism, sure. jihadism, I think is also a, the wrong approach whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's going to agree with how you think politically, socially, anything like that. But having a higher power and recognizing, listen, guys, we didn't create this thing. Something else did, whatever it is. You know, Ariana Grande thinks that man, is, uh, God is a woman. We all know that. Mm -hmm. Someone thinks it's a, it's a, um, an old man in the beard with the sky. I've seen every different shade of Jesus is there out there. Yeah. You're not allowed to draw uh, the prophet Muhammad. So I don't know what that dude looks like these <laughs> days. But I think having a good amount of faith in your life is a good thing. Yeah, and we'll leave it there. Amen. Okay. Awesome. Uh, amen. You just brought up Ariana Grande. Did you see what Candace Owens said today on her show? About what happened with Ariana Grande? I saw something that it, it she, was breaking news, something about Ariana Grande. Candace what is like, she what'd she savage. do? Savage. Yeah, so, savage. No, she was just talking about how she thinks Ariana Grande is disgusting because oh, she's a homewrecker. She's a homewrecker. And she yeah, what's her story with that? What's the story with Ariana Grande? <laughs> Chanel, did you hear? <laughs> with her new dude that she's dating? Give me a story no, here. No, no, So she, she's, she was on the play Wicked or something, and mm -hmm. one of, like, somebody on the cast um, is married. He was married to his high school sweetheart for 10 years, and then they had a baby. Ariana Grande, like, went, saw the baby, held the baby and everything, and then ended up having an affair with that guy after Gross. meeting his wife and everything. And have they, you seen and the guy? among them right no. now is Ariana Grande. You'll, you'll die. covered what she's been up to. What, what are we he's, looking at here? Hold on, guys. Good looking. No, no, like, no. He played SpongeBob. Malik, talk. Yeah, so uh, I was trying to find uh, the Ariana Grande no, video. No, look, look uh, for Candace, Candace Owens. Owens she well, I think she what's so reprehensible about all of it is now how she is facing up and reacting to it. She released a song called Yes And, which mm -hmm. is basically a song just saying like, yes, I, I did care. this. And yeah, what? So what are you going to do about it? And that's what Candace it? Owens is saying. It's like, yeah. disgusting. No, it's disgusting. So let me ask you, she, she's a homewrecker. She took some, some dude from a married 
relationship with his wife and now she's singing songs about yeah i did that thing yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So talk about morals and values exactly. guys exactly but hollywood is usually like that though that's the culture of hollywood did you find well, the clip malik go ahead malik that's funny ariana grande we covered what she's been up to she has been proud of being a homewrecker really throughout her entire career. You got a boyfriend, you got a husband, Ariana Grande's gonna go after them, and then ha ha, don't care you, when everything happens and the dust settles, she does not care about ruining your relationship. Nothing more disgusting than what she did recently. Uh, you know, She was working on Wicked, I think it's either a movie or a play that's coming out, and she's playing Glinda the Good Witch, and she had this really unfortunate looking guy that was playing a part. Him, I don't even him, know what him. it was. As a munchkin, who cares, right? But he was married. He's like, and five, he was five. married to his high school Hideous. sweetheart. Her name is Lily J. And they had just had their first child after being together for almost a decade. But that, of course, didn't stop Ariana Grande. Why didn't it stop Ariana Grande? Because that actually excites her. I actually oh, think damn. that she <laughs> suffers from some random hoe disorder where she actually <laughs> likes it when a man is taken. She's like, mm, I like that. I want to just, mm, I need that. Like, she's just turned on by it in a weird way. She didn't care that he was ugly, nothing. She just said, I want <laughs> to break so up this family. Savage. And Lily Savage. J actually, uh, or via her friends, announced that Ariana Grande actually held their baby. So I want you to think about the level of hoe you need to be at to hold somebody's brand new baby that came out and like, oh my God, he's so cute. And now I'm going to take the father. She did that. She actually did that. And if you thought that was egregious, Ariana Grande taking Ethan Slater from his high school sweetheart and him recently being a father. And by the way, not even going to talk about him. He's such a weak man. He disgusts me. He's not even worth discussing. (laughs) It's the fact that she now has come out with a song that basically celebrates her home wrecking capabilities. Oh, She's wow. just like, and her home wrecking. I don't care. Yeah, the song so... is entitled "Yes and." I'll finish. Mm. I'll give you guys a full sentence. She means, "Yes, I took your husband." All right, I let's took end it right the there. All right, so Ariana, I think Ludacris wrote a song about these hoes out there. I've got home in different area codes. I've got home. Why do you think you take a hoe to a hotel? It sounds like she's got these hoe tendencies. We weren't even planning on talking about Ariana right here until I brought up, you know, God as a woman. But Ariana Grande, homewrecker, wrecker. Yeah. What just happened here? Who's following the story the most? No, but that happened a minute ago. It's the song that just came out. Mm-hmm. I will say this. This is because it's too easy. She's not a good witch, but she is wicked. That chick oh, is. But, um, that chick is. Bum, bum. Look, it's clear that she's struggling with something. No. Like in her past you relationship, look, none of her relationships. You know what's so work. sad? You, you know who ruined her, guy, like by the way? He ruins every single relationship. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Oh, Stop it. This guy's just out there. <laughs> Next topic. Dicking anything he can get Ew. his hands on. And all these women are ruined at this point. No, but not for nothing. The moment she that should have ended up with Mac Miller, he'd still be alive. Rest <laughs> in peace. Damn. As a power player. She has a history of breaking up relationships yeah, I mean, yeah she but does. 2019 the there's a song called break up with your girlfriend on board oh gosh but the point is once that that oh. newness like yeah. that appeal wears off he's just going to turn into that ugly spongebob square pants guy that he is because pull, pull the guy this. that you cheated with yeah, yeah. she's yeah. just I wanna... intrigued by Please. the fact that yeah it's new Something and it's, she couldn't it's have. now no. I, I will tell you if there's the and i, and I yeah, know this from experience about ariana grande gentlemen out there if your girls listen to ariana grande and she's listening to the song 
Thank you. Next. Yeah, you're getting broke Thank up. you. Next. Yeah, you're While up. you're with her, yeah. be careful because yeah, yeah. you're going to be next. Start Thank you. Start so I remember dealing with a girl and she was singing that song. I'm like, why are you listening to this song mm-hmm. on repeat? Yeah, love yourself, King. That was uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. Morning. No, so no. this is the dude. Show him, like actually as SpongeBob. Home wrecked. Yes. Guys, no, what are you talking about? He's super good looking. No. What do you mean? What's wrong with him? No comment. I'm telling you, I, the fact that Guys, I don't, he had a, I don't, a new Amy? baby. No? No. You're not feeling that? I don't want Ladies? people to judge me. I'm not Laura, saying nothing? <laughs> First of all, he's Janelle? like 5'5", which is so... Malik, nothing? Oh, gosh. Women don't care about looks. <laughs> Maybe no. he's like a no. theater kid. The like that's what th- she th- likes. No, she yeah. doesn't like it, guys. It's she's a theater girl. Step out of it. It's only because he was it's married. Great. It's like the allure yeah. of the guy I can't have. Yes. Oh, and they just had a kid, and we're gonna yeah. do this. Yes. You know what? I'm gonna hold Absolutely. the baby, and then we're gonna go to the bathroom. It's a wicked thing. It's all like a sneaky turn on. Let me tell you something. You know, she wants what she can't have. Listen, not that I've ever done anything weird like this, but like that first sexual encounter, whatever's happening, is probably ridiculously no, hot. But that's what I'm saying. But it's I disgusting. Think it's already, I think it's already We're probably over. really hot. No, by the time the no. song, women, by the time the song drops. You can't, you're not supposed to be doing it. The guy's probably never had ass like this in his life. She is hot. His All wife of a sudden, is actually beautiful compared to him. This yeah, guy's, guy's so- how tall is this guy? Five, five. All right, I, I'm convinced. Wow. Homeboy's got a tripod going. No, I'm pretty, no, I'm not. Okay, how do you know? The idea sure. of you know, we're talking about American values. We're talking do. about patriotism. We're talking yeah. about religion. No, 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 talking no, about no, having no. kids, it's and now we're talking about tripod. It's literally the idea of doing it's something that you right shouldn't do. That. It's like breaking the law legally without getting like that repercussion. Let me yeah. tell you, so that's oh, why women and people get turned on, like, oh, cheating on your husband, right, or cheating on your wife, or it's because that secret of like they won't catch me. They yeah. won't catch me. Every and then when you're day. caught, you, you have to own up to away it. No, from but Jesus. it's not even that. The moment that they're caught and it's out in public, they're going to go to a couple things together as like a couple, right? Red carpet. Oh my gosh, we're so naughty. The moment that that's over and there's pictures that's out it. there, they're done. They, that's she it. literally won't care. The song yeah, will yeah. not even reach to the top and then she, it's sure. already going to be of course. over. Of course. And then, no, no, no. She's going to look for the next one. But I'm telling you, this is only making, about the heat. Someone making that decision to me, you're struggling with something. Obviously. It's very clear you're struggling with something if even your past relationships Dude, are the way it is. But at the end She's of the day, well. she clearly doesn't care. She doesn't care. Or she no. tries she has to, to come to her. She has to come to her own. She has to be like, oh shit. She needs to I know. think it's me. No, I'm the reason why my relationships also, aren't working. She wanted out. to capitalize no, on it also. No, kind of, you know? capitalize, you're, you're, but I only think that's momentary. Like, guys, guys, we're going to move on right now. All By right. the way, does anybody want to go to the Army Grande concert this weekend in Miami? Go? You're gonna go? <laughs> okay, no, nobody's going. Well, thank you guys. Next story. So what we did there. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're thank so funny. You. Next. You're so funny. Yeah, I... You're so funny. Listen, guys, the guy from my, my fellas out there, you know what it is like when you got a girl in your life and you're in the car and you're doing whatever, and she's just listening to her music and you'll be like, nah, nah, I want to. You know, it's kind of like the rem- the argument over the remote. The girl's gonna put on what she wants because you know. You want the girls kind of feeling the right, feeling the way. Be careful when she puts on that Ariana Grande, and because you might be next. Thank yeah, you. But even the guys too. Careful what you listen to. Oh, I want to fuck all these hoes. Yeah, yeah guys, stop man. listening like, to WAP. Yeah, gospel okay. music only. Gospel music only. Um, all right, next story. We got about a half hour left before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Nat's gonna be reading some super chats at the end. I think yes. you guys are crushing it. I think you guys are beautiful. I think you're amazing. You're crushing it. Thank you. You're beautiful. I'm doing what I can. You're amazing. Now, thank you for that. I'm beautiful. I'm amazing. Now let's talk about having some kids, literally. Mm. Um, Here's the problem that's going on in America today. We talked about lack of patriotism, lack of religion, lack of community involvement. Um, 
But there's also a lack of wanting to have these kids. Mm -hmm. Now, um, here's the numbers. 44% of Americans between 18 and 49, I don't know, I don't know why they're interviewing 49-year-olds, but for guys, for guys, mm -hmm. not wanting children ever. So I just don't want to. More Americans report not wanting having children ever. So the birth rates are declining, and everyone's expecting this baby boon during the uh, yeah, pandemic. Mm -hmm. It never happened. It, in fact, people were stuck in their houses. Yeah. They're like, dude, get me out of here. <laughs> I hate Divorce. my yeah. Divorce has skyrocketed. Only fans. Baby mama <laughs> drama. Only fans. COVID was horrible for our country and the world in a multitude of reasons. Mm -hmm. But well, thought you we didn't have more kids. That's going on here. So, um, by the way, announcing, especially as a woman, yeah, I don't want to ever have kids. I don't want to ever have kids. Would have been completely inappropriate, above all, socially unacceptable uh, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. right? Before social media became a thing, before selfies became a thing, to just loud and proud say you don't want kids. People look at you like you're crazy. So... <laughs> Um, why do you guys think that adults are basically saying they no longer want to have kids? And what's your take on this situation? Laura, you're the only one that has kids. I do. So we'll go to you last. Okay. Um, Amy, go ahead. Uh, this reminds me of a funny trend that I've seen on TikTok recently. Have you guys seen it? It's called Dinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, dual, dual income, income, no kids. kids. Oh, I've been dinking it up for a minute. I mean, <laughs> but again, it, it comes back to what we up. were talking about earlier. Uh, it's that focus on materialism, right? Mm -hmm. Like these guys are like, hey, I have my financial goals. I have these things I want to do. And at the end of the day, bringing a kid into this world is ultimately going to hinder that. So I think it's very much that side when it comes to feminism. But then even for the guys who may actually want to have a kid, they want to find a good girl, they want to settle down, they want to raise children of their own. I think it's a scary climate for men to be committing to women nowadays and getting them pregnant. Yes. Uh, especially when you start to talk about, you know, the, the divorce rates, 50% chance of divorce. Most of the time it's initiated by the woman, the yes. child support that comes along with that. So I think even very well-intentioned males who want to have children are a little bit scared to yes. right now. Do you want to have kids, Amy? I do, really badly. How badly? Really, really badly. And Shit. So probably Gentlemen, <laughs> if you're looking <laughs> to knock up Amy, she's... 12 to 24 months is the goal. Is, it is the goal? Oh, oh, wow. Are you dating someone? Okay, let's... Okay, nope. Oh, <laughs> don't know. Okay, yeah. Well, we, you're not going to knock yourself up. Are you going to freeze correct. your eggs? Okay. If you, I mean, I don't know how old you no, are. No, no, I'm, I'm 28. Oh, you're... Okay. Got a couple of years, yeah. She's got a couple of years. Natalia Del Valle. Yes. Um, no, I don't have any. What kids. are your thoughts on why people want to have less kids, especially women? And when are you going to have some kids? Oh, well, um, first I know of all, somehow I think you're it's... still 21, five years later. I get it. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> um, no, I think it's very sad today that people don't want to have kids. I think the amount people has people have a lot more fear in their life today than they do have that faith. I agree. With um, nice and I think that. because of that, mm. people live a life of fear. Nice. And you know, at the end of the day, you're with somebody, you have a kid, you don't end up with that person. At the end of the day, it's something that is going to it can affect the world in such a positive way. You know, Patrick's talking about, you know, if you can have kids, have kids, have kids, have kids, because at the end of the day, if there's more new generation and we're pouring into that new generation, yes. like the right things, then we swing back whatever has swung us the other way. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just very sad to see. I think, you know, today it is scary to have kids. You know, I think there's a lot 
there's a lack of trust with partners today in like relationship trust in relationships today are super low mm -hmm. for so many reasons if that's liking photos on instagram if that's not trusting them where they're located if that's not trusting them to go do a job and they're sleeping with the assistant the trust oh, yeah, level yeah, for even the people that you lay in bed next to is so low today that it's very disturbing and yes. for you to also expect people like yeah i'm gonna have a kid with you i don't trust you but i'll have your kid that also yeah. is not welcoming. So I think it's very sad. I think it's a, a matter of developing as individuals and stop living a life of fear um, and, and have that faith that you're going to be okay and you're going to handle it um, because that's the differentiator between people who you know are going the opposite way. Well said, Natalia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Janelle, uh, why do you think people are having less kids and when are you going to have some kids? I think that... Uh, the economy does play a big part and the fear factor, mm -hmm. the trust factor, mm -hmm. and just so many options. You know, like we're just, we have so many options and everything. Relationships are like, oh, we got into one fight. I can go get somebody else tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to trust somebody to have kids if you don't even have a strong foundation in your relationship? Because automatically it's so easy to leave from one person to the other. Mm -hmm. And that other, your, your counterpart can do the same thing. And yes, I do want kids. I've never been the type to, you know, from, you know, getting married and having kids is like my dream, but I've always been very open to the idea. So, mm -hmm. yes. And I also want to add the trust is not only with your partner, it's even trusting yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not trusting that you're going to be able to, to handle it and even go through that journey. I think mm -hmm. that is probably the scariest is that you don't trust yourself and you're guiding yourself in your life. Yep. So that, that is a very, well, very here's what part. I know about trust. Ladies, gentlemen, don't leave your man around Ariana Grande. <laughs> we know that. Fair enough. Okay, but Ariana, and don't let when you're in town, fight. hit me up again. We'll never know. Stop. I'm over the Chelsea Handler situation. Oh. Astrid, okay, why, uh, why, are, why, why are Americans having less kids, especially the ladies? Okay, so I think the answer to that is a lot of people say, okay, as I mentioned, the cost of living is ridiculous now. Like. Growing up, we grew up very low income. And I, I remember at one point, my dad actually wasn't working for a little bit. Um, and we were living off less than $30,000 a year with five people in a house. Wow. And now, let's be real, that not that it's not possible, but I, I think even if I were to have kids right now, like I'm in a well-off situation, but I just couldn't imagine the struggles, I mean, that we went through before. So cost of living, people will say, they might say environmental reasons. Why would I bring a kid in this world? Because climate change and so to so again i'm giving reasons that people mm -hmm. give mm -hmm. um now does that mean uh, and the way you said i think that's a really good point the trust and the fear like a lot of people are not stick choosing to stay together which is again good in the sense of like if someone's treating you with disrespect and you don't feel comfortable in that relationship you should leave but at the same time somebody can do something like wrong something silly and it's like i want to divorce you and so there's no uh trust built in relationships people not trying to work it out and I think those, again, those are the reasons people give, but I hate when people went, because people always ask me, they're like, oh, you're a career woman, like, what, where are you trying to go? And I honestly say, I'm like, my dream is to be a mom. Like, I am a naturally ambitious person, so of course, I care about my career in that sense, but to be honest, I just want to make enough money to support my family. Like, that's my ultimate goal. So hopefully, I will have kids very soon after I get married. Um, this year and also um, yeah I'm just I'm I'm excited I'm excited when, Ashley, when, is, when is you when are you getting married in June Yay. oh it's happening. so hopefully very soon all right there it is
Awesome. Um, before we end with Laura, who's fired up, by the way. I'm Round of applause for Laura. Everyone's right like, now. Laura's going to cook. Okay. She's like, Malik, <laughs> you trying to have some kids? Let's yeah, cook. I'm already practicing. <laughs> Malik. In a state of Malik. Well, Malik's been with this girl for a few wow. years now. No kids yet, though. I'm not ready okay. yet. Okay, good. Uh, I'll give my thoughts at the end. Go ahead, Laura Padrino. You've got two kids. I do. You've already talked about... You give yourself nine months to look your best after you have these kids. No, I'm just saying there's not excuses forever. It's not an unlimited window yes. of, mm -hmm. of... No excuses. Yeah, no excuses. Okay. Play like a champion. So, um, no. Um, I, man, we're not serious people. Like, this idea of, like, I'm going to leave you for whatever thing. I don't know. I'm just hearing you guys talking. Just like, everybody, like, are we a real, like society like everything just feels so like a tiktok because i see a like Frivolous. and all this or a yeah. like mm -hmm. and you like this and we're breaking up anyway that's like that's the thoughts going on in my head but um i have children i highly recommend it i think oh. people aren't having kids because you're just wildly selfish priorities mm -hmm. are completely out of whack um the fact that yes finances are an element you want to be okay financially okay but at the same time if you want kids there's also a window have children that is way more important like kind of not figure it out after and mm -hmm. don't live in the poor house and definitely don't get money from the government mm -hmm. but if you want something bad enough you're going to make it happen yes. the same way you want to you have like goals to ha reach a certain amount in, in business factor a family into that mm -hmm. it's it's definitely going to be worth it i can't fathom um for anybody that says they don't want kids first of all i don't i don't truly believe it um especially women there's something maternal in us that we want to have children so i just think that's a something i don't know people say that the something same wrong. as uh, ariana grande one day she's going to wake up and be like okay i was completely living a lie forever i don't mm -hmm. i don't believe people think that but um but anyways i think this idea of of just I want to live for me. There, there has to be something behind, beyond your lifetime. Mm -hmm. we, we're on this earth for like legacy, you know, yes. I mean, just for like this yeah. short window, mm -hmm. you're going to tell me you're going to die and that's it. Like mm -hmm. I'm working not for myself. I'm obviously I'm honoring the legacy of my grandparents, my parents. I'm trying to raise like a family. And then for them, like to think that it just stops at me, the, the level of, ego or just selfish I, I really i just i can't fathom that and i don't truly believe that people buy into that i think we're brainwashed into thinking that some people mm -hmm. might get caught up in it but prioritize make it happen um it's absolutely worth it obviously talk to pat he'll tell you all day long oh yeah his, his he life, tells me every day and i say like malik i'm getting some practice in we're, oh, we're only getting older Adam. well i know that so okay, everybody's. Did you, you guys bring me in here to lecture me? This is a freaking intervention. What is happening right now? And to teach you things that the world doesn't. Your kids mm -hmm. shape you as an individual yes. mm -hmm. because part of your responsibility is to help them develop into good people. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're looking to find this type of uh, way to be a better person and, and learn different things. And you'll be so surprised. Kids help people dream again. Yes. They mm -hmm. have these unlimited. Mommy, I want to be an astronaut. Mommy, yeah. I want to be this and when you get older and reality and all these things get into your head like oh i don't think it's possible you have kids and they paint this picture of unlimited beliefs mm -hmm. and sometimes people need that and when you don't now, is there something you want to tell us right now no, no. i'm just saying because i'm also seeing i grew up i i grew up i was the bad kid growing up and i would try and rebel oh yeah and now that i'm older i i value so much more my relationship with my family and i'm seeing the things that my mom and my dad is learning as I grow up and I ask for advice, I'm seeing them develop. 
I'm seeing them also yes. learn how to communicate with an individual yeah. that they love, they trust, they grew, they, they invested into. I'm seeing them learn how to teach me how to develop into a specific woman. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's why the importance of kids is that they teach you things that you can't go buy. They teach you things that you can't go learn from other people. There's nothing like learning from your own offspring. And, and, and you're they, like, that's and they what say I created. It's like a lo having yes. kids, like they say it's a love, like you can't describe it. I'm you sure you could test it. that. It's mm -hmm. just like your heart grows like you can't describe so it. So much more. And if and you're an egotistical yeah, maniac, there is nothing more exciting than having a mini you in front of you. Yes. If you yes. are, if, if you're you an are, egomaniac, <laughs> have more kids. That. If you are really so, now I gotta have a bunch of kids. So selfish. No, you, you wanna know, like everybody says, she looks just like you. I'm like my mini me. Yes. That is yeah. cool. Yeah. No she, doubt. That's so. me and my well, mom. Well, let me wrap this mom. thing up because then we'll get, get onto our happy ending here. You know, we had the conversation, <laughs> me and the lovely ladies pan out um, about why less Americans are having kids. Bring it on in with me now. 44% of Americans 18 to 49 not wanting children ever. Mm. Pan out again. I asked all these lovely ladies right here what their thoughts are. She wants to have kids. At one point, she didn't. Nat might be pregnant right now. I don't know I'm what's going pregnant. on right now. Right there. I actually lost She's got. Weight. You're doing great. You look great. <laughs> Thank you. You've got two kids. Yep. You said you were focused on your career, but now you're, you're sure you want to do this. Mm -hmm. Astrid's getting married, about to get knocked up in like a few <laughs> months right here. But here are some you of the reasons it. you said that people were not having kids. Lack of trust, money, social media, that goes back to your trust, career, cost of living, the environment. Hey, are we even going to be around anymore? Legal stuff. You talked about court costs, mm -hmm. legal fees, all that. We talked about modern feminism. Go get that bad girl. Baby mama culture, absentee fathers, fuck boys, where are the good girls at? We mm -hmm. see this. Boss babes, the Chelsea Handler, you know, <laughs> situation that's going on there, that feud that we got in. But here's what I'll tell you. At some point, you have to go move from being selfish to selfless. Yes. Okay, so the, the difference is between men and women is that that selfish to selfless phase needs to kick in by 30 for women, for sure, mm -hmm. and it needs to kick in by 40 for men, for sure. Maybe even later for men, but we are different with this. Mm -hmm. So people say to me, how do, how do you, how could you be lecturing about having kids? You don't even have kids. I said, I know. But I want to have kids. I'm clear on that. So now I'm positioning everything in my life, my money, my network, my status, my business, my family. So when I do have kids, everything is going to be good to go. Now, at the same time, man plans, God laughs. We all know mm -hmm, that yep. kind of stuff right there. Yeah, yep. But there is a difference between men and women and having kids. Understand something. Everyone I talk to, I say, give me the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm -hmm. Give me the good, the bad, the ugly. Give me the good, the bad, the ugly. Of marriage and kids, of marriage and their kids. You know, one of my buddies was like, dude, I love the fact that my wife is always there. But I hate the fact that my wife <laughs> is always there. And that's the same thing that I get with kids. It's like, oh my God, they're a headache. They're the worst. They're so annoying. I'm like, do you regret having them? Hell no. I love my kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you're not comfortable having kids, go talk to people who have kids. But more importantly, Go talk to people that never had kids. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you they're going to be like, mm -hmm. yeah, I probably should have had some kids. Anyway, what I'm telling you guys out there is wrap it up, but in, you know, <laughs> until you're ready to have kids. But then when you're ready to go, go. Mm -hmm. Do your thing. Anyway, good luck out there, guys. Have some babies. I can't wait to see your kids.
Okay. Well, I'm an egomaniac. So look at these little mini me's right here. Ten kids running around. Right, Padrino, <laughs> little egomaniac. Guys, I love it. What a show we've had. Yeah. This has probably been the most high-end, intellectual, well conversation, valuetainment representative brand with lovely ladies and sharp intellectual commentary across the board. Give it up for yourself. Yay. Now, yeah. So. You know, not to dilute the greatness that we've already done here. Uh -oh. Let's have a little fun for the happy ending, though. Okay. Okay? So we'll do this right now. So we talked about what's going on in Davos, Switzerland mm -hmm. this week. <laughs> it is the World Economic Forum. Now, when you hear World Economic Forum, how many are familiar with the economic, World Economic Forum, what they go on there? Okay. Natalia? It's a video game? Just playing. I'm literally just playing. It's a video I'm literally game. Literally yeah. just playing. Just well, they're to trying some. to game life. They're the ones basically <laughs> yeah, with the controllers the out shots. there. Yeah. You're probably not wrong. Yeah. Just what are they called when you're like a non-character player? What is oh, that? NPC. What is it? NPC. Oh. And that stands for non-player. Non yeah, NPC. Oh. Anyway, don't be an NPC out there. So we know what's going out there in Davos. So basically, three thousand of the biggest world leaders, financial titans, celebrities, they go out there. Uh, Malik, pull up some of these pictures maybe. They go out to Davos, Switzerland. Um, here's an article right here. Davos debauchery, the debauched underbelly, how the global elite indulge in cocaine, caviar, and champagne at secret bunga bunga parties funny. behind the scenes. By the way, bunga bunga is like code word for like... Yo, we about to get fucked up right here out there in Davos, Switzerland. So at the World Economic Forum, we all know that Klaus Schwab, who's like the German Dr. Evil, you'll own nothing and be happy, is running. He's, he's like, if you can paint an evil guy, that's not Klaus Schwab. No. But he just looks like a supervillain is what I'm saying. Yeah. But the World Economic Forum, we know that they're doing big discussions and they're planning the globe. And they're doing all the network and all that stuff like that. But there's also something kind of weird going on out there with the extravagant parties. So I want to get your thoughts on what you think is really happening behind the scenes here. So one notable attendee, he said, everyone knows his name, but uh, he asked not to be named in this particular article. He said, you can almost smell the magic when you're there. And the cocaine. So also the caviar, the $1,000 bottles of champagne. The parties also offer micro doses of magic mushrooms and here's the kicker, sex workers charging 2500 bucks for the night for their services. Now These people are married, huh? I'm sad. Oh, you think that, <laughs> yeah. you think that being married when you travel across so the world gross. in a private jet Ew. to Davos, Switzerland, and you're one of 3,000 people who are out there doing blow cane, having caviar, doing $1,000 champagne bottles, we need more uh, magic mushrooms, and uh, $2,500 a night <laughs> hooksters, you think the fact that they're married, they're not going to go have a good time here? Yeah. You need to get out more, Astrid. Mm -mm, I don't anyway. like it. <laughs> She's like, don't say that. I'm getting married. Speaking of cheating. <laughs> speaking of cheating. Don't put that on my Speaking marriage. of cheating the game and being an NC, uh, what is it? NPC. NPC, non-player non character. Non-player, play on player. <laughs> the theme this year, ironically, is rebuilding trust. Oh, God. <laughs> ah, look at that. They're, they're building a, trust. They're doing a bang up job. So, mm. ladies, gentlemen, people of the jury, how much do you trust of what is going on here at the World Economic Forum? Who wants to go first? Janelle. Well, 
it's obvious they're having a, a huge party. <laughs> What else is going to be an orgy? Yeah, have an orgy of fun out there. I think at the that World in the Economic middle of Forum. them trying to solve certain global issues, they're having fun while like, doing it. Solving global issues. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to they're having a, an extravagant vacation. An, yes, of Disgusting. course. Didn't yeah. they actually see they that like the to. escort service that was in that direct proximity, like they were all completely booked out during those particular dates? So you're calling it escort service. I bet you these people, there's the amount of sex trafficking the same way when there's like a Super Bowl or whatever like yes. it is probably out of bounds over there and this article writes it up like whoopee they're having such a fun time and it's like we're just completely not going to talk about all these people are probably sex slaves and it's you know it's horrific mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no it's, well, it's it's debauchery at its highest is that julianne yeah. holy okay i got a this is not for the, today's episode i have a list of people that sold their soul to the devil in hollywood she's on there because she yeah. was totally normal before <gasps> and she's totally looked she into satan's eyes yeah. I, I don't gotcha. care. Well, I let's let's scroll down and see some of the people oh, that are wow. here, Malik. Start from the top from the debauchery. What is she doing there, dude? She's what do you lost mean? her mind. So these are all the pictures yeah, of the people that were there? Go fast. Let me know if you're recognizing these people. Lenny Kravitz doing his thing out there. Ooh, that's Deepak Lenny, Chopra. Not surprised. Oh, okay. Are they on the that's list? That's Will I Am from the list? Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> By the way, the guy, the, the big guy with the hat, do you know who that is? That is Mark Benioff, who runs Slack and... What's the other company that starts with an S that he does? Someone help me out here. Who does Mark Benioff? Salesforce. Um, oh, renowned sure. moneymaker billionaire, but renowned Partier? Capital, uh, oh. socialist. Yeah, no, it makes and sense. He's funding all the socialist stuff no. out there. Yeah, this is I mean, even Sting what, out there. I mean, more, this it makes is just sense. Hollywood there. Yeah. 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 Who else the is there, by the way, Malik? It's just Hollywood. <laughs> okay, Scaramucci, the mooch. The mooch. Keep going. He's a capitalist. I'll give him that. Mm. Davos. I can't. It's this weird sort of orgy of capitalist business leaders. Yeah. What are those people? It's like what they agenda, say behind Marxist. the doors. It's this really weird thing. Gross. By the way, Gross. the new president of Argentina, Javier Melay, oh, mi amigo. Oh, yeah. Yes. He came out there and oh, lit the place on fire. He's basically like he did the um, the office space speech. That was amazing. He basically was like, fuck you, yeah. fuck you, yeah. fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. Yeah. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck Leninism, fuck Marxism, fuck communism, fuck socialism. Yeah. Yeah. Viva, la, viva la Argentina. Yeah. It was amazing what he did there. I, I'm a big fan of that guy. Awesome. And my friend Humberto is a good friend of his. By the way, the ladies that are doing their thing, yeah, special dress by Javier Millet, mm. president oh, of Argentina. Look at those you know Listen, what? I, the ladies. I actually did want to be there because I wish I would have been able to translate his speech so everyone See, could have heard. I, dude, I could go my, translate the Uber Spanish, no my, problem. Well, no, make I, a left, I, make a right, go straight, we do it. Well, I actually speak Spanish. I'm saying what he said was so profound. Yes. I wish I could have delivered that to the world because it was money. But do you believe that they're actually making a difference in the world or they're basically setting the agenda? that they want to see setting the world the in the agenda. The latter. Yeah, the latter. Yeah. policy. Yeah, of course. I, yeah? I think a thousand percent. I mean, yeah. look at the, the video that you got you did on the PBD podcast when you guys were discussing the forecasted threats that were going yes. to impact the world over, over the next two years and yes. then over the next decade. Blake, you have that? Look at the stuff yeah. that was at the, the top of the list. Threats. The climate change. The forecasted yes. threats or the manufactured... Exactly, I, manufactured oh. that they're mm -hmm. positioning as anticipated. That way, it's predictive programming. That way, when it all comes to 
to pass, they can say, oh, we warned you. Right. No, you were the ones pulling oh, the strings behind the scenes to make it play out in the first I always place. think when something's a not-for-profit, because I'm sure the world economic, like the, is a non-profit, what is it called? Non-profit. Non 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 yeah. 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 Organization. I always think that's even more of a reason to follow the money. Where is this mm -hmm, money going? Mm -hmm. What is it, well, Whose pockets is it going to? What agenda is it funding? And again, I don't know the specifics, but I don't trust Astrid, people with power. I'm going to be honest. Well done. Mm -hmm. uh, some, uh, uh, whenever you're looking at anything, and you're like, "What? I don't, I don't know Something what's going on there. here. Something's yeah. a little fishy." What? FTM. Follow the money. Do you have the glow, their, their agenda, the criteria? Pull that up real quick, would you, Malik? So if you could punch in on this, dude, my eyesight ain't where it used to yeah, be. Shame. But here's what they're saying: is in the next two years. Mm -hmm. Can you guys, anyone see that? If, if not, Malik, I feel like this, this is like an eye test. Read the first line. Malik, can you read it? Yeah, Malik. Uh, yeah, in the so, next uh, two years, what is the oh, biggest well, crisis that they're cost basically... Cost of living, we're there. Number one, cost of living crisis. Number two, natural disasters and extreme yeah. weather mm -hmm. events. Number three, geoeconomic confrontation. Number four, failure to mitigate climate change. Five, erosion, erosion of social cohesion and societal polarization. Six, large-scale environmental damage incidents. Seven, failure of climate change adaptation. Oh, Lord. Eight, widespread cybercrime cyber Drinking game every time they say Nine, climate change. Nine, resource crises. And ten, large-scale involuntary migration. Gotcha. Yeah, Where was it the misinformation and elections and disinformation? I think that was in ten years, no? Where was that one? I On the other side for other the ten years? Widespread. Did you see that? Uh, no, maybe the cybercrime. No. Okay. Anyway, but I know that's going to be here a major thing right Number here. Number eight, widespread uh, cybercrime cyber and cyber insecurity. No. No, um, there's misinformation and disinformation. There's yeah, another man. list over there. But they think that was actually number one on their list. What's going on with that? Follow the money, you know, just to be juvenile. The yeah, ladies here charging $2,500 a night in Davos. <laughs> these are the exact same ladies that go to Dubai in yeah. the winter. Mm -hmm. These are the exact same ladies that show up to the Super Bowl. These are the exact same ladies that show up to Miami for Art Basel. Are you calling them businesswomen? I'm saying <laughs> the sex business is a business and they're providing goods and services, services. to the masses. Um, anyway, so nobody here trusts What's going on? the World Anything? Economic Forum. They're no. trying to rebuild trust. Nobody? No. no. All right, Klaus Schwab. Show a picture government. of Klaus Schwab. You let me know. It's Klaus with a K, K. I believe. Klaus. Schwab with a... Schwab, Schwab. Like Schwab. Uh, <laughs> not related to Charles. No, no. Pull this. Tell me if the, you have him up, Malik. Pull him up. You tell me if this is not a trustworthy face. That Do face. that one in the middle with the dark shadow. The dark oh shadow. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah. Did he agree to that photo? By the way, can <laughs> you play a video that's of that's him? That's his headshot. He's the one that's sharing that. Can we play that. a video of yeah. him speaking? Let that's me know if this is voice. not <laughs> trustworthy. No, it's not about deep. The sound it's of it's this man's voice. You let me know if this guy doesn't just convey rebuilding trust. Okay. Malik, let me know when you have that video pulled up, especially when he talks about your own nothing well, and be happy. Chairman of the World Government Summit. It's a great <laughs> pleasure to be here and to congratulate you, Minister. It's the 10th anniversary <laughs> and the World Economic Forum is very proud to have been a founding partner of this event. Ladies and gentlemen, today people may ask what is the purpose of such events? In a fragmented world, to come together to reflect about the future, 
to see the new developments which you ministers described so well is absolutely essential. Okay, we'll end it there. By the way. <laughs> oh, like Darth Vader? Oh. What was that one right there? What was that video? I was scared. I was like, it's like, so like, 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 what's happening? It's like Star Wars. <laughs> okay, okay, I don't think we can play that one right there. <laughs> anyway, uh, that guy, believe me, he knows a couple of those $2,500 a night uh -huh. services. Okay. Looking like anyway, that. ladies, <laughs> that is what's going that. on at the World Economic Forum out there in Davos. I know they get a, lot, a bad name. I know they want to be villainized. I know this guy literally looks like a supervillain. But call me naive. I hope that they're actually doing things to help humanity. But something tells me that they're just trying to make, the, make that money, set the agenda, yes. and the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Mm -hmm. That sounds as naive. At these secret bunga bunga parties. No. But hey, listen, those parties must be fun. But No, that literally sounds it. as naive as her saying, like, but they're married. They can't do that. Is <laughs> <laughs> you saying they're actually doing something good for the world. You both are at the same level of Listen, uh, trust I try to see hope. the best in My people, delusion. but I also know yes. you got to yeah. expect the worst in the people. Anyway, ladies, clap it up for yourselves <laughs> out you, there. This has been an amazing show. This has been an amazing show. Real quick, we'll go around the room right here. Let the people know at home where to find you and whatever message you want to convey. Everyone has 10 seconds. Astrid, go. Yes, so uh, follow me, Astrid, at, at Fintech Latina on um, TikTok and Instagram, um, where you can learn more about my career in tech sales, how to scale to a quarter million plus, um, and also learn about how to manage that money that you make. So I teach a lot about personal finance as well. So Nice. <laughs> Janelle Baez. You guys can find me at official Janelle Baez, and I am a TV host and I'm also a podcaster. I discuss different topics the way Adam does as well, and I like to feature people also and collaborate. Ooh, mm -hmm. feature and collaboration. Laura Padrino, what I appreciate about you is you're shy, you're reserved, <laughs> you don't want to rock the boat a little bit. Listen. You don't tell the host, listen, Sosnick, relax for a second. Because you know what Do the thing, thing is, Sos, we're about the same age, so I don't feel like, you know, I'm not one of your little 20-year-olds, okay? Oh. Or like right here. <laughs> oh, the 20 year olds Shots fired. I don't know. I think I met my match here, guys. I think I met my match over here. Padrino, where can the people find you? Go okay. check out her restaurant yes, in South yes. Florida. Yes. Padrino's, there's five locations there I want to say. Thanks, Saucy. You do it for me. Go, go, go. I just, I'm, re I'm ready to eat some Cuban food. Arroz yeah. con pollo, eh, platanos, eh, uh, uh, ropa vieja, all yeah. the good stuff, all the greatest hits. Yeah. Yep, padrinos.com, at Padrinos Cuban. But also, since we touched today, today on life, um, I also the COO for an organization down here called Love Life and lovelife.org. If you want to look that up, I'm involved with that. So, um, yeah, check it out if you have any questions about that. There you go, that. just because I don't want to go from left to right. Malik, where can the people find you? I know that you had a big uh, New Year's resolution. How's mm -hmm. it going? Uh, so far, it's going good. Uh, I expanded my Rolodex a little bit, but... To expand it even more, you guys can find me on Instagram at It's Me Malik. And uh, my takeaway from today is uh, my response to everybody saying the American Dream is dead. Uh, I think uh, everybody's accountable for that. Everybody that uh, were shocked by the decline, it's because uh, mm -hmm. everybody's thinking, oh, there's better places in America. There's, uh, there's better opportunities here. Everybody's over here thinking the grass is always greener on this side. If you want warmer weather, come to Florida or go to California. Mm -hmm. If you, <laughs> if you want to get out your situation, America is a place where you can do that. You can be off the streets in a month, not literally in a month, but one day you could be on the streets homeless. Next day you could be in a penthouse in Brickell and not be able to see the street. So mm -hmm. like, 
it's America. You could do that here. So don't sit here and like say American Dream is dead. It's dead because it's everybody else's fault in America. Yeah. You need to sit here. Dream and all guys. Don't Malik. That's my dog over there. That's my dog Malik. I'm gonna give him the knife hands. Respect to you, Malik. Amy Dangerfield. Hey. I know you weren't feeling your best, but I want to tell you, you did a great job, and I'm Thank happy you. you sucked it up, Buttercup. Yeah. Sucked it and up. Anything I, for valuetainment and source cost. Thank you, Amy. I, Where can the people find you? Automate yes. with Amy. Give it to them good. I mean, you guys can mostly find me on YouTube, although I am thinking about bringing my content over to Instagram. I considered it to be too spicy for Instagram, but I think I'm going to do it. You should. I'm going to break yeah. out and do it. Yeah. And I think these types of conversations and these types of platforms are making people feel more comfortable to be able to speak out about these things that they mm -hmm. believe in. So I'm really happy that I met all you ladies. You're all incredible. And I think this was an amazing show. Yeah, I just wish you argued a little bit more, but that's fine. That's not why we're here, guys. Argue with me, show. that's fine. For another show. Speaking with arguing, <laughs> speaking of being a thorn in my side, the lovely Natalia. Oh, you're welcome. You look great today. By the way, you guys all look awesome. Phenomenal. But I will say publicly, Nat, you dress the best today. Thank you. Nat, I've been amazing. getting compliments today. I think it's the pink. Mm -hmm. Pretty and pink. The hair, Lady too. My hair. Thank you. Um, also, anyway, well, I'll first with yeah, I'll do, do your super thing. chats, Let's get right? To the chats, okay, and then cool. I'll give the wrap up. Well, first, thank you guys for super chats. We appreciate you. Uh, we'll start off with Alex. I think this is a fellow Manector of yours. He donated the highest, which was the 20. He said, Adam, thanks for the Manect. Going to reflect, take notes, and come back with a productive list when I get home from Nashville. Aww. Join Manect, shoot an idol a message, and it may change your life forever. Respect. Aww. That's my guy. But, Yep, shout out to Manect. Uh, North then, Dakota in the house. <laughs> then we have uh, Global Media. Uh, hit that like button. He said hit that like button. Yeah. Then we have uh, Clay the Great. Uh, foreign conservative women for the win. American women don't deserve our sacrifices. Let them stay lonely while the traditional women win. Then we got Bean Cheeks in the house. We haven't seen you in a minute. Our Good guy. to see you. Proud yeah, he's legal. been busy. You yeah, know. he's been busy. What? Eating the cheeks. Okay. <laughs> he said, proud legal immigrant here living the American dream. My mom left Honduras due to a gang violence. Ever heard of MS-13? Yes. Running yeah. ramp uh, there. Shout out to Adam and the chatty Nat. Thanks. Being chatty Natty. Uh, then we have a journey trials and joy. Studies shows that the late 60s and 70s where kids were taught the Ten Commandments, the issue kids were, uh, uh, issues were having, taking classes and lateness. Um, now it's shooting, rape, and assault. Uh, then we have uh, looks for, and I'm not going to read that one because that's a negative and we don't need that here today. But thank you for the super chat. Um, aside from that, today was. At least read, read his name. Okay. Because I'm not trying to silence people. Looks out for there. danger. Looks for danger. Negative. That's How bad thing. is it? Uh, it's just a, like an annoying chat. Uh, $5. Don't want to yeah, be. Fuck yeah, fuck okay, them. Okay, cool. We don't need your money, guy. Um, but aside not from that we need only positive comments, but if not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Overrides reading the comments. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, buddy. I Save think, that money. I think today was a phenomenal conversation. I think these are the conversations we need to have, that uncomfortable type of conversation. And sometimes, you know, you have to be uncomfortable to to grow and it's mm -hmm. conversations like this women like this that come on and i think the perspective of having someone like an adam sosnick here and having someone like a laura a janelle and astrid and an amy danger who's not even from here to give that perspective it's interesting and, and i love to hear the different perspectives so thank you all for even joining us um great job today sauce you did phenomenal thank i you. love today's episode and thank you guys for tuning in follow me instagram uh natalia Dubai. there she is well I just want to thank a few people out here. Uh, first and foremost, the lovely ladies that are on this panel. Thank okay, you. smart, beautiful, intelligent, quick, funny, 
mothers, about to be mothers, possibly a mother. We don't know what's going on out there. I actually there. lost I, weight. Let me interrupt you. you. Look I know great. some of my um, I'm just goal saying. was to lose weight, and I did lose some weight already. Okay, well, I felt a little outnumbered today. Malik had my back, but I just want to say how proud I am to put a show like this together with such beautiful, incredible, smart women out there. Not all of them are bimbos and 304s out there, gentlemen. <laughs> just know that. Second person I want to thank is you guys. Thank you for listening in. I want to get your feedback. Did you like this new format? Mm -hmm. Did you like what's going on here? It's a little more politics. It's a little more culture. It's a little less money. You know, we're going to focus on the money, but it's certainly a little less dating and relationships. But what I, what I want to do is infuse culture and Americana mm -hmm. into everything that's going on moving forward. This is a big year. This is 2024. I'm the type of person that I can cover it all, but I want to know what you guys want to cover. Maybe we do a poll what we should cover on culture, mm -hmm. politics, money, dating, relationships, put in the community. networking, put it in the community. Let's see what the people want. Let's give them what they want. Yeah. But something tells me that this type of show is a great thing. Last but not least, I got to give a shout out to my friend, my boss, my mentor, <laughs> mi amigo, the host of the PBD podcast, the founder of Valuetainment, my friend, Patrick Bet David, because yep. he's constantly I met Patrick working out in the gym in 2012 wow. and I just at a financial conference and we joked about it last night. We were at dinner. I was like, you taught me what a lat is. He's like, yeah, bro, you needed some work on the lats. <laughs> so, and now you got Vinny walking around all <laughs> ladded up doing his thing. But PPD, had I known that that relationship when we met in the gym would, would turn into this, I would have no idea. And I'm so appreciative to that. And I'm so appreciative for the opportunities he's provided me and the, for the platforms, and I take that very seriously. But every year since I've known this guy, he's challenging me, reinvent yourself, add something to the repertoire, how are you gonna differentiate yourself, how are you gonna upgrade, there's another level sauce, what's up, what's up, what are you gonna do? So this year we're coming back in 2024, we're reinventing ourselves, we're not gonna do the same exact thing that we did last year or the year before. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna have lovely ladies, we're gonna have an amazing conversations, we're not going to be dunking on women. I'm not concerned about your body count. Mm -hmm. I'm more concerned about your bank account. Oh. You know what we're doing right here, okay? Yeah. So I want to thank everyone out there. I want to thank you ladies for being here. And shout out to PBD for inspiring this episode. And Eric Caballero, too. Yes. Shout so out to you. if this is your first time watching, subscribe and like the channel. And if you're a longtime listener, I want to hear back from you guys what you thought of today's episode. Round of applause for these lovely ladies. <laughs> Follow them on Instagram. And we'll see you guys next Thursday. We're doing this every Thursday. Next, next week we'll be with the great Timothy Sykes, one of the mm -hmm. biggest financial guys in the game. Yep. So it'll be a little bit more of a money show next week. But we're back. We'll see you next week. Till then, Yay. save that money and save America. Yay. It's the baby. Yeah.